across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Ah, dear listener, dear listener, this doesn't feel like my England anymore. There's no party, there's no church, there's nothing for me. Uh, a, a misquote, a misquote, but a misquote that I heard today driving in. And um, it's uh, from Alan Bennett from about 1982. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I kind of agree with that. This doesn't feel like my country anymore. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Bear with me. Here we go. That's... Thank you. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end a new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home is not English I feel now this is just where I happen to be put down no country no party no voice I thought it was brilliant Alan Bennett 1982 would have been is that when the Falcons was I was listening I found I've got uh, Alan Bennett diaries 1982 uh, 1980 to 1989 I'm that kind of posh silly old git that listens to that kind of stuff uh, and absolutely love it and um he was talking about the Falklands War and the jubilation over the Falklands War and all that kind of stuff. And um, I kind of, it, it really rang with me, not English, I feel now. He expressed it as, as poets and writers and playwrights and authors and men of words, men and women of words often do. He expressed in that short two sentences a feeling that i've had for ages and ages and ages and ages and i've not been able to express it i've kind of toyed with it a little bit on the radio show and um tried to convey it but i've not been able to convey it as succinctly as this not english i feel now this is just where i happen to be put down no country no party no church no voice and that good this is just where I happen to be put down. And um, it kind of ties in with 
the Will Store book I'm reading. He's got a new book coming out called Selfie. It's brilliant. And it's um, about how a lot of what we think is right and a lot of what we think about ourselves and how we perceive ourselves in the world around us is to do with where we're born. And we get a lot of our stories of um, a, a lot of our sense of self and of what is important from Greek mythology. And if you compare it with, you know, because all the Greek mythology, it's it's normally one person, a hero that suffers a great loss, goes on a journey, um, goes through several tasks and comes out at the end a better person and a more heroic person and in love and happy. Um, and it, it stems from Greek mythology and it goes all the way up to modern films. You watch Star Wars. That's what Star Wars is. Luke Skywalker, isn't it? He's an orphan, and then he goes through some bad stuff, and he comes out of the end, and he's heroic. Um, but if you compare that with Chinese culture, they have a completely different view on things. Their stories and their perception of the world around them is not based on the self, it's based on um, the, the group, the whole society, groups of people. So, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll get, when I finish the book, Will's going to come on and talk about it. it, it it's, it's a, it's a bit of a, tr- a trawl, um, but it's a cracking read. Um, and Will c- compares, um, uh, if there's a story of a murderer, right, if there's a newspaper story about a murderer, um, the newspaper will say, what a bad person. They did this bad thing. And you will get phone-in hosts doing phone-ins on, uh, is there such a thing as evil? Is this person evil? Whereas in China and other parts of the Far East, they will look at society's role in this they will say someone did someone kill someone they will look at whether that that murderer had just got sacked from work or whether that murderer had just been dumped by his wife or whether that murderer had just lost a child or something like that they will instead of looking at the person the individual they will take a step back and look at the things around them isn't that interesting it's really interesting and it's all because of where we happen to be born. We've had a few um, um, extreme Christians on the show recently. Paul and um, Ken, I'm thinking of in particular. And um, both gentlemen are, are, are extremely anti-Muslim to, to, to the point of, of it, you know, being being bigoted and, 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 and obnoxious. And I would say that their hatred of Islam is as um, uh, is as strong as, you know, and what they were saying is as strong as what some of the hate preachers who are Muslim are saying. But the, the only reason that those gentlemen and others like them are Christian is because of where they happen to be born, because they're born on this rock. That's it. That's the only reason that Christian families, you know, you grow up and you have kids and they become Christians and they grow up and they have kids and they become... Because we were born here. I kind of broke the cycle. My mum was a little bit Christian, a little bit. She was a Sunday school teacher, but a little bit. And I went to Sunday school and Wednesday club, but I kind of broke the cycle. But had I been born in Pakistan, I'd probably be a Muslim. Had I been born in India, I'd probably been a Sikh. And I would have seen, 
If I'd been a Sikh, I would have perceived the Muslims and the Christians as being wrong. If I'd been born a Muslim, I'd, I'd perceive the Christians and the Sikhs and the Buddhists as being wrong. Here's an interesting thing. Um, they did studies with Japanese children and English children. This is all from Will's book. And I'm really pleased I'm remembering it because it's quite a heavy read, right? And up until about the age of three, Japanese children and English children, maybe they're American, they draw the same pictures. They draw the same kind of pictures. And then from about the age of three or four, the pictures go off in different directions, but they follow cultural norms. So English and American kids' pictures will be the same, and Japanese and Chinese kids' pictures will be the same. In as much as, right, you get a kid um, of about five to draw um, uh, a, a picture of a, a, a house on a, a house on a street and the sun, right? And they will always, 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 and I'd never thought of this until I saw it, they'll always do the horizon quite low down, won't they? The ground will be quite low down on the picture near the bottom and the sky be really high up at the top they don't do that japanese kids they don't do that their ground is kind of more to the middle of the picture now it's it's a tiny tiny thing but it just shows that the way we perceive things the way we um, look at things is dependent on where we were born oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand they did studies where they showed um, a tank of fish to some Americans and a tank of fish to some Chinese and some Japanese. And then they said to the Americans, can you describe what you've seen? And the Americans would describe the fish. They would describe the fish. The Chinese and the Japanese would describe everything that was in the tank and they would get to the fish about fifth or sixth on the list. They'd say there were rocks there and there was um, a little thing that was water and there was a, a fake crab and there was a bench and then there was some fish. Whereas we focus on the fish. What is the point I'm getting to? I don't know. I've not read the book. So I've not finished the book. So I can't quite tell you. But it ties in, I think, I think... Maybe I'm trying to join up too many dots. But it ties in with not English, I feel now, this is just where I happen to be put down. Everything that we perceive as being right and holy and true and correct and morally upstanding, it's just because we were born here and because our mum and dad told us things and their mum and dad told them things. And we watched programmes growing up like Knight Rider. You know, that Knight Rider. There you go. There's an example. Knight Rider. It's one man. One man who believed that one man could make a difference. Same journey. He started off. He got shot in the face. First first actor to play Michael Knight wasn't David Hasselhoff. He got shot in the face, had plastic surgery, and then went on to solve crimes and things. One man. The hero of one man. You don't get that in the East. It's a Western thing, and it's traceable back to Greek mythology. So we get our ideas of what is right and what is morally acceptable through watching films and stuff and and reading books and the stories that have been passed down. You can break it down a bit more. You know it was legal to have sex with 13-year-olds in Spain until fairly recently. I I mean, within I, I, I think they changed it about 10 years ago. I think. It was recent. Certainly within living memory. And that was the cultural norm was... It was okay to have sex with 13-year-olds. It was okay. And you, you, I think once they joined Europe, Europe kind of, the EU went, ah, that 13-year-old sex thing, I think you're going to have to 
do a little bit of work on that, guys, and just up the age limit a bit. I think there are still some countries in Europe where it's 15 is the legal, uh, the legal age. And it's perceived as, well, it's, it's just the way it is. Now, I'm not, of course, arguing that we should be having sex with 13-year-olds. I'm not Milo, for crying out loud. I'm just saying that the way we perceive things, the, uh, the, the concepts we have of faith and of God and all of these things comes from the fact we were born here. It's just chance. It's just chance. Not English, I feel now. This is just where I happen to be put down. And I've tried to express this before by saying, again, this is me being ham-fisted, but I feel no pride for this country. I feel no pride for it. When we were doing well at the Olympics, when I was doing a radio show, people would say, oh, I feel so proud of those Olympians. Why? Why? It's just a mathematical quirk of fate that I was born within... What, the 300 mile radius of them? That's all. It's just luck. It's not luck. It's coincidence. It's coincidence that I was born on the same bit of rock as Greg Rutherford. So why, why should I feel pride about that? Why should I feel proud about something this, people on this bit of rock achieve? I don't feel English. Now! There will be members li- of the audience listening to this who will um, th- interpret this as kind of some kind of um, far right. Um, I don't feel English walking down my high street because of all the brown people. It's not that at all. It's not that at all. It's nothing to do with colour. Nothing to do with, reli- with with other people's religions. Nothing to do with languages. It doesn't make it, it. Which is why I'm not that bothered about immigration because I don't see this as. My country. Get out of my country. I was just born on this bit of rock. And some of it is good, and some of it sucks. But if I'd been born in Iran, I would probably think the same. Some of it's good, and some of it sucks. If I'd been born in Pakistan, some of it's good, some of it sucks. And if I'd been born in Pakistan, I'd think some of the stuff we do over here is ridiculous, and some of it looks quite cool. I'm not really sure if I'm going anywhere with this. I'm probably not. 0344 499 1000. I'm just reading this Will Store book and that line from Alan Bennett just jumped out at me. So much so, I'm listening to it it in the car, so much so that um, about two hours after I got home it was still dancing around in my head and I was starting to misquote it. So I had to go back and sit back in the car and try and find the, try and find it try and find the bit I was, so I could listen to it again. Not English, I feel now. This is just where I happen to be put down. No country, no party, no ch- no voice. It's good, isn't it? I don't feel English. I don't think I've ever felt English. I've certainly never felt pride in this country. People will say, oh, you're a Ramona and you're, you're talking the country down. No, not at all. I'm a human being and I'm being honest with you. I don't feel English. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is kind of a tough one because I'm struggling to get my head around it. 
So you're probably struggling to get your head around what I'm struggling to get my... You, you dig? Good. Right. Well, you can have fun with this um, or not. Let's see. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Do you feel English? Yeah, let's leave it at that and see where we go, shall we? Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Let's go to Andrew. Good evening, Andrew. Oh, hi, Ian. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Good. Um, I'd like to tell you a very English story, but before I do that, you're not Last the Andrew week. that just emailed me, are you? No, no, sir. Okay, well, let me let me let me read this email from. This is from another Andrew in Northampton. The late great Mike Dickin once said, "This country, England, is going to hell in a handcart." He wasn't wrong. I don't feel English at the moment, but once we leave the EU, I certainly will. It is them that are sending us to hell in a handcart. Right, Andrew. First of all, um, as I I'm speaking to Andrew, emailed not you, Andrew. Uh, first of all, it's a phoning show, not an email show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Secondly, <laughs> that's the kind of narrow-minded, stupid rhetoric that I would expect. Um, from someone too cowardly to phone up a radio show. That is complete and utter nonsense. You, how the hell, Andrew, who's emailed, not Andrew, who's called, how the hell are you going to feel more English after we leave the EU? How the, what the hell does that even mean? You're just spouting nonsense. And hell in a handcart, I feel more English after we leave. Oh, dear God, man, you're talking absolute balls. Either phone in or go and listen to LBC. Yes, Andrew, who's called in? Uh, uh, Ian, yes. Last week, yes, you were going on uh, about the difference between resentment and and pain. Yes. Well. And you you mentioned American guru, and you said Breen Brown. Brené Brown. You didn't mean Brad Brown, did you? No, I meant Brené Brown. Okay, because I've done a course, very similar course, with somebody called Brad Brown, and it was just something oh. I thought... What did, what did, uh, no, 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 I never get things muddled up. I'm always on the ball. Uh, who, what, what course did you do with Brad Brown? Uh, it's called the Life Training. Oh. And we did it almost exactly the same sort of things that you were talking about. It was very interesting. Maybe they're, maybe they are related, who knows? <laughs> what did you, what, what training have you learnt for life then? Um, well... Uh, never, uh, yes, the, the, oh. the, the, the best one is, yes. um, every time we experience a negative emotion, yeah. it is because we are believing a lie which we are telling ourselves, uh, to be true. For example? Uh, I might not like somebody, or I might like, not like travelling on a bus or something, and I'm telling myself a lie that... I don't like travelling on a bus. But what if it makes days. you feel nauseous? Oh, uh, well, I, I'm not talking about... I'm talking about mental stuff, not the physical discomfort. No, but, but, so, but, if, but if, if, if travelling on a bus makes you feel sick, then to think I don't like travelling on the bus is not a lie, it's a truth. Oh, that's right. But that... I, I was thinking that I, you might have a, a resentment against the passengers, for example. Yes. Because they're always on their mobile phones or something like this. And the truth is that I... Um, <sighs> the truth is that I can listen to people and and ignore it, but I choose not to. I choose to get involved and try and sort of get irritated. Ah. 
Oh yeah, uh, uh, the, it, uh, here's here's something. Uh, n- n- when people sa- when people say to me, "Oh, you've made me really angry," I think. Well, I often say, "No, I haven't. You've made yourself angry." I've just said what I've said, and you have made yourself angry. The fact that you're yeah. angry after I've said something, that's your problem. Well, well, well yes, I, I think these things should be taught at an early age, but unfortunately we have to wait until we've had some sort of a crisis in our <laughs> lives. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> now, I, I had occasion to meet the great-grandson of a funeral director... Oh for the uh, the Duke of York, who was the second son of George III. I hope you're taking notes at home. There will be questions. <laughs> he died in 1827 and uh, was succeeded by the George III's first son, yes. uh, who became George IV. Right. I'm sure you've heard the nursery rhyme, the grand old Duke of York, he had 10,000 men. Yes. What does that... What does that mean to you when you hear that? What do you mean, what does it mean to me? Well, because I had the vision when I first heard that, that here was the grand old Duke of York sort of standing on the top of a hill, yes. ordering 10,000 men to march up yes. and then to march down. And when they were halfway up, they were neither... Isn't it to do with them down. getting killed? Didn't they all get massacred? Well, no, the truth of it, as I say, because I met the grandson of the, right. the great... Great grandson of yes. the funeral. Director. I don't go through it again because it's too complicated. Okay. Yes. So what was happening was that the, the Duke of York was dead. He was in a hearse. Right. But all the horses in England had been sent over to France for the um, Napoleonic Wars. Right. So they had but, to hire itinerant labour. Yes. To haul this hearse because the um, George the Fourth refused to let. Is anybody else's br- brain buzzing? My brain is actually buzzing. He refused to let his brother be buried in York, so he had to bring him down to Westminster Abbey to bury him there. Yes. So the 10,000 men referred to all the different people who were hired to to pull this earth all the way from York to London. And you're telling me this why? Well, because I think it's... You're talking about England. Yes. And I think that's that's a really English sort of story. And the the Englishness about it is I've misunderstood it for the last 40, 50 years. And that's, we, we, we live on, on confusion in this country. We're very good at it. Oh, no, no, no. You're, now, here we go. No, everybody lives on confusion. Oh. Everybody lives on confusion. We're all confused. Here's the thing, Andrew. We're all confused, whatever colour, whatever God we pray to, and we're all a little bit scared. <laughs> all of us, all around the world. So, confusion over a nursery rhyme, I don't think is necessarily... An English thing. It's just, you know, it's, it's Chinese whispers, isn't it? Stories getting passed down over the generations and they lose their initial meaning and we fill in the blanks um, with a meaning that, that, that seems appropriate to us. But I think it's very English to say something and it, and it actually isn't what you really want to say. No, other people... But why is that English? Why is that not human? Well, maybe it's our vocabulary, I don't know. But some countries, they will say... Say it as it is. They will tell it to you straight. We go round. We beat around the bush in this country. Well, say I don't think we do. I, no, I don't think we do. Okay. I don't think we do. Um, and I don't think I don't think we do any more or less than anybody else does. Oh. In Japan, if um, you're at a business meeting and 
someone makes, a, puts forward a suggestion for how you're going to rebrand your company, and yeah. it's obviously a terrible suggestion. The Japanese, do you know what the Japanese do? Well, they all put their hands together and bow, don't they? Well, the Japanese sit there, nod their heads and say, hmm, that's a really interesting idea, and I like it because... And they will then list three things from the idea they like. And they'll say, but I'm not totally sure it's the direction we want to go in. Mm. So that's not being direct. Uh, no, I, I agree with you there. I was just thinking that the, the, the higher up you go the classes in this country, the more um, blurry or obfuscated is their speech. So if you listen to people in Parliament, for example, they say one thing and mean another. Oh, well, that's, but that's not, again, that's, that's, that's politicians around the world. It's, speak. Not, it's not confined to England. No, 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 not okay. at all. Politicians around the world will say one thing that makes them popular, then they'll go off and do another thing. Okay. Whilst oh, they're I'm taking saying. backhanders, doing cocaine and shagging the secretary. That's what they do. You know, that's what, pe that's oh. what people do. I don't feel English, and I never have and i and catherine reminded me during the break that we have scots and, and irish and welsh people listening as well and that's great but i don't i'm i can only speak about me i don't feel english oh well bang goes the theory bang goes the theory it's uh, which is an excellent series for kids who like science andrew thank you very much indeed oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number don't forget to sit your rage our diaries late nights with ian lee on talk radio Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Not English, I feel now. This is just where I happen to be put down. No country, no party, no church, no voice. It's Alan Bennett from 1982, but when I heard it today, boom! I thought it was stunning. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Paul! Greetings. Hip, 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 hip. Hip, 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 Paul. Good evening. Um, I called because uh, I heard your, your introductory spiel and um, it, well, it struck a huge chord with me. I lived in this country, well, I was born in this country. My parents are Afro Caribbean. Um, I lived here for 26 years, and then I moved to Malaysia. I spent 15 years there, and I've been back now for five. And um, my time, particularly my time away, has just it's changed my perception of pretty much everything. Wow. That, now, now there's a statement. It's changed my perception of pretty much everything. Try and give me a, a few examples. Well, I mean, our existence on this planet. Uh, you know, at some point... I stopped identifying with being a British person. I am a citizen of the earth. Mm. And I think this is the most healthy way for humanity to approach, you know, uh, we belong to this planet and we should be looking after it and one another as opposed to all of these factional divides and, you know, drawing lines and this bit of soil. Countries are so old-fashioned, aren't they? Absolutely. Flags yeah. and countries and yeah. get, going back to this Will Store book, um, it, it's absolutely fascinating. And when I've finished it, we'll invite him in one night because he's, he's, he's brilliant. But he, he talks about how we align ourselves with people through the strangest, just, just through circumstance. And he gives an example of, um, I think it's in Brazil, um, and they open a boxing school. 
Okay, and the boxing school gives lessons on Mondays, and they um, have uh, a group that goes in on Monday mornings, and then they go home, and then they have a group that goes in on Monday afternoons. And at the start of the club, for the first couple of months, everyone was friendly, and the people in the mornings, as they were leaving, they'd say hello to the people from the afternoon, and everyone got on. Then slowly, over time, they developed into two very distinct groups and the morning group became very tight-knit and the afternoon group became very tight-knit and they started to see the other group as rivals bearing in mind it was purely random and by chance as to what group they were in okay they didn't know each other before but they started to see the other group as a threat and as a rival and it ended up in a massive gang fight where the the morning group jumped the afternoon group, and they all, it, it, all, it all kicked off. And they had chosen which side they were on just because they were in the same class as them. And we do yeah. that. If you think back to school, we, when you were in one class and there was another class. And we all, I always looked on the other class with a certain amount of suspicion because mm. they were different to our class. They weren't as good as our class. But it's completely yeah. random. Absolutely. Go on, sorry, I interrupted you. You were, you, you were talking about you're a citizen of the world, which I like. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was born in this country, heritage from the Caribbean. I'm married to a Korean lady. I, 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 I begin to understand Asian culture. Mm. I, I think, you know, flags, heritage, history, it has its place. Um, but it does not identify who we are. Um, and to address something the previous caller, was it Andrew, was yes. talking about, we, we cloak ourselves in this um, illusion and we create our reality from it. But, mm. you know, life is, life is much more simple than we choose to make it. But people get bored with simple and create stuff to, to engage with. Mm. You know, and, and fighting and arguments and disagreements and whatnot, it's all a part of that. Um, uh, uh, you, you speak a lot of truth. And um, when you when you moved to Malaysia, mm. um, how did you feel about leaving England? I was sad. I was scared, but excited yeah. at the same time. And how long did that? You say you were there for for years, and I know we've spoken in the past. It's nice to speak to you again. Uh, how mm. long did it take for you to settle in Malaysia? Um, certainly, within the first six months of me being there, I got horrifically homesick at least twice yeah um and bizarrely i mean throughout my stay i would i mean watching things like a harry potter movie and suddenly you know just seeing pictures of the english countryside i get really home quote unquote homesick yeah but um i think this feeling of belonging it's it's in it's inherited you know i i left this country feeling very proud of britain and and my the heritage which I had associated myself with through no choice of mine for the first twenty six years. Yeah, of my exactly. Life. You say it's, it's, it's interesting. You say you you left feeling proud of Britain when it was your mum and dad. Did they they came here before you were born? Did they? They did. So it was just it was just your mum and dad's decision to move from where they were over yeah. here, and they could have stayed there. They could have moved yeah. to America. They could have moved, they could have moved to Africa. They could have moved to to a, they could have moved anywhere in the world. They chose to come here. 
and you feel you felt proud pride for that. And I'm not, I'm, I'm just trying to get my head around it because I don't think I've ever felt properly proud about England or Britain or, or our sporting achievements or, or anything. Like that, it all just seems... I've, I've never understood, you know, fans cheering on the England football team in a match. Because I don't get why I'm... Su- I don't understand why I'm supposed to support them. Do you play much sport? No. That's probably part of the reason why you don't relate with yeah, that kind yeah, of... Partly. And I, 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 partly. But, um... I was into running. I was a bit of a sprinter. And I still like watching the athletics. Um, yeah. But I, I don't... You know, I just like watching pe- I just like watching people at the peak of their physical powers, you know, sprinting 100 metres or sprinting 400 metres. I don't get the come on England. And I've tried, I've really tried in the past to, 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 to embrace it. And I just don't feel it. I don't feel it. And I, I don't feel English. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No. In much the same way as there's nothing wrong with someone who's, wildly nationalistic it, the problem comes when people choose to um, express themselves in violence because their opinions differ with somebody else's yeah that's, that's where the problem i like i'd like to think that that's a minority i mean there's there's um the, the wonderful pictures of um the edl march in birmingham i think it was at the weekend mm. or the end of last yeah. week and the young lady have you seen the picture the young lady I've sophia khan um, yeah. who's, um, just stood there s- laughing at this EDL guy who's shouting at her and she's just stood there smiling at him. Um, and you, I, I suppose if I had, she's more English than he is, if, if I had to pick, but I don't really know what that means. I don't really know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> I've got a feeling we might get, fall down a few rabbit holes tonight, Paul, but then they're always the most f- fun conversations to have, I find. Mm, yeah. Paul, no, uh, are you still, uh, are you still, um, doing your music? I'm still doing my music, but I've been um, living in Leeds for coming on two years now and enjoying playing opera now, which is wonderful. Yay, a little bit of opera. I won't won't, uh, dazzle you with my operatic voice. I could do, but I won't. (laughs) Paul, nice to talk to you, man. Thanks for calling. Likewise. Cheers. Cheers. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. We've got Darren, we've got Alan queued up. You could come up after them. 0344 499 1000. It's one of those conversations. It's one of those conversations where I don't really know the point I'm trying to make. Um, I certainly have no end spot that I'm aiming to get towards. It's just, you know, things seem to converge. This, this Will Store book, the line from, um, from Alan Bennett, it, it, it all just seemed to converge. And to, I, it's dawned on me, I don't feel English. And I don't think I ever have. I don't think I ever have. I could quite happily live abroad now. The only things that would prevent me living abroad are my mum and my kids. You know, unless we up, up the kids and moved, that would be a huge wrench. So the only things that keep me here are family members that are either too ill or too young to leave that I have a responsibility towards. There we go. That's what's keeping me here is a responsibility towards certain people who are dependent upon me. It's not... A national pride. It's not me thinking other countries will be, will be worse than this country. Of course, I'd miss things. You know, I'd miss things. I'd, I'd miss... Uh, I'm struggling to think of what I'd miss. I'd miss certain foods. But but that's it. I don't think I'd even miss certain foods. 
So say I miss the radio, but you can listen to the radio anywhere around the world now. I don't watch TV. Um, no, the only things that keep me here, the only thing that keeps me in this country is responsibility to um, people who are um, vulnerable and who are dependent on me to help them. That's it. That's it. And if I didn't have kids, and if my mum died tomorrow, I could quite easily see myself moving abroad, living in Japan for a year, going to America for a couple of years. I could quite easily see myself doing that and not really feeling the pinch. 0344 is the telephone number. Do you feel English? Do you feel Scottish? Do you feel Welsh? Do you feel Irish? Do you? Really? And I'm not doing this for one of those phone-ins. Every now and then you'll get a, a, a phone-in about um, uh, cab drivers and school children to be tested on a, a new British tests. Well, what does it mean to be British? I'm not, I'm not doing that. I don't need to phone up and say, well, fish and chips and, you know, EastEnders and all. I don't, I don't want to know what it means to be British or what it means to be English. I just want to know, do you feel English or Scottish or Welsh or Irish? Because I don't. I don't. I don't have um, pride when I drive past the Houses of Parliament, which I do every day. I think it's a nice building. I think historically it's fascinating. I don't feel anything. You know, when I see the Queen on TV, I don't... I'm not one of those people that, you know, wants to put a noose around her neck. Um, but I'm not one of those people that stands up and salutes. I don't... I just think it's a nice old lady. I, that's it. The religion you are is... Pretty much down to where you were born. We have a few Christian extremists phoning up. Well, what a surprise. They were born in Britain. You know, a lot of Muslim extremists were born in Muslim, you know, countries where Islam is the, the, the predominant religion. I know that's not completely the case. And it, it takes a few generations for it to wash out. If you're a Christian family, you move to Pakistan, you'd still have Christian kids and probably Christian grandkids. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Do you feel English, or Scottish, or Welsh, or Irish? Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This, uh, this has to be a joke text. I don't read texts out, but this, um, from Sam. Ian, I feel so Welsh... That I have shivers and butterflies in my stomach when I hear the Welsh national anthem. I feel so proud to be Welsh. What? Really? Let's get rid of that music, Josh. Let's get rid of that music. Really? You, what? What? Are, you have shivers and butterflies in your stomach, Sam? Call in and tell me why, because I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Darren. Hip 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 hip, Darren. Hello, Ian. Hi. Hi. Ian, um, my ticket was uh, mentioned earlier on by uh, yourself, yeah? Don't know why. I think I could, it was that long ago. I can't remember. Anyway, right. He said, Mike Dickens um, said, A, his health is not in question, and B, this country is oh. going to hell in a handful. <laughs> well, you've just... I wonder, always asked, wanted to ask him, basically, at the end of the day, how are you? <laughs> Those words are banned. And that would, well, that would have got us kicked off. Well, I used to listen to him anyways. Cheers for him. Shortening that bit. Yes. But anyway, so on the other note, last week you mentioned something that you were going to, that was going to come out with regards to like back in the yes. sort of day thing. Yes. Remember? 
Yes. Um, is there any, has that come to fruition? Or On the May, this... when is the May Day bank holiday? Is it May the 1st? Is that Monday, oh, May the 1st? Anyway. On the May Day bank holiday, mm. radio geeks and anoraks <laughs> and fans of talk radio have yeah. to listen to a very special show that Catherine and I are putting together. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Okay, no problem. There might be one or two familiar voices. Right, good stuff. Thank you. Uh, right, uh, question number two. You know, patriotism or patriotism. Yes. Um, do you know the only time, and this is the only time I remember feeling like was from this country was in 1977 when I had a street party, we had cups and things like that with the oh, queen Sil- and everything. Silver on. Jubilee! Yeah, Ian. Um, and the thing is, right, I was only four, so I was sort of brainwashed into that, if you like, and yep. that's the only time I can ever remember anything like Like, I can't even remember mm. seeing a Union Jack ever since. But so, that mean, how old would you have been in 1977? I was, I was well, I mean, a five-year-old can feel mm. pride in that they've done a they've done a good picture. A five-year-old can feel pride going up on stage yeah. to you know get a, a a book token for perfect attendance or or you know yeah. a, 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 b- being good. But I don't know. I don't think a five-year-old can properly feel pride in um, in their country. You were just having a good time. You were just having a good time. I don't remember oh, the Silver the Jubilee. Yeah, yeah. Sound. And it was exciting because I've seen pictures <laughs> of it. You know, there were there were um, you know tables out in the street. Yeah, tables out in the street. Boating. What it was. Yeah. Yeah, boating. Yeah, and huge balloons. But <laughs> apart from then, yeah, it's just been. I, I totally agree with what has come from your mouth with regards to sort of why you would why you. Feel like you're Libya, sort of. Why do you feel like you're British? You don't. I don't feel it. I don't feel British. I don't feel. I don't feel mm. English. I don't feel. I, I. I feel. I don't feel European. Although I identified as a as a European, I feel slightly less. I don't know if this makes sense. I'm going to say it, and then we'll, we'll dissect it. I feel yeah. slightly less English since the result of of the EU referendum. In as much as <laughs> it, it feels to me. That the country has got a, just a little bit, just like yeah, a tiny bit, a little bit meaner. Point. It's got a little bit meaner. Well, let's hope so. Well, I, it just, I, I feel it's got a little bit meaner, and that mm. distances myself even more from the people around me because there are people celebrating this meanness and rewarding this meanness by giving some mean people, you know, radio shows and newspaper columns and, and stuff like mm. that. But it, it, it's made me feel, if anything, even less English because I don't want to be a part of that. So what is the solution to that? I don't think there is a solution. I don't think there is any solution. Mm. You know, I, 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 you know, someone will t- text in saying, well, why don't you bugger off to France then? Uh, <sighs> you know, that's not a solution. You know, I live here, my house is here, my job is here, my car is here, my kids are here, and my mum is here. So that's, that's not a solution. It's a family thing, isn't it? I just think that um, I have seen through the facade of national pride that we yeah. are indoctrinated into accepting from a very young age. At the age of four or five, when you were celebrating the Silver Jubilee, yeah. you were being indoctrinated. You were being brainwashed. I was. I don't remember it. I would have been about so four. So parents, though, to be fair. Yeah. They must have been. 
Yeah, of course they were. Even more so your parents, because they were closer to the war. You know, my parents, well, they weren't yeah, alive yeah. in the war, but they were closer to the Second World War. So it was even more of a British pr- pride, an English pride, a yeah. national pride. And it gets passed down to the, to the children. We, we have been brainwashed and we've been indoctrinated. And I ain't drinking the Kool-Aid anymore. And I can see through it. I can see through it. It's all a con, Darren. It is I. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Evening, Jerry. Hello. How you doing, boss? Yeah. I'm doing all right. Not 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 perfect, but all right. Yeah. Well, well that uh, it could be worse. It could be better. It could, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Which not bad. Where are you going, Manchester, we're doing our, the, this radio show in Manchester on May the 5th, then we're doing our first, um, the rabbit hole in Manchester on May the 6th, there are still some tickets available, ticketsource.co.uk slash ian-lee, and then we're going back up to Manchester on Saturday, July the 29th, to be part of the Manchester Fringe. Yes, I'd like to go, I'd like to go, please. Say that again, Joe. you want to come? I'd like to go. Yeah. Well, come on then. Well, then, then come. You're welcome. Uh, I can't get tickets on there. There's a ticket. Yeah. There's a ticket with your name on it, Jerry. Thank you. I've got a feeling, and I don't know this. I'm sure I remember in an email the one in July. I think is up some stairs, and I don't think they're going to have wheelchair. Yeah. I, I'll double check. But the one on May the sixth, you'll be able to get into. Yeah, I can go. I can climb stairs. Can you climb stairs occasionally? Can you climb stairs occasionally? Okay, let me check. Let me email the young ladies. The young lady called Zena putting this whole thing together, who's absolutely brilliant. I'll have a little word of that. I just seem to remember in her first email her saying it was kind of like a small room up above a pub. I'll I'll double check. I'd like to do. You're not going to cause trouble, are you, Jerry? Mike, Mike. Don't you cause. If you cause trouble, mate, you'll get a slap. There's a drink, slightly on this. You'd be very, very welcome. We'll, 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 we'll find out which show you can make it to, and we'll put, we'll, we'll put a ticket aside for you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Uh, just so I just don't take on my phone, so I'll give you a ring. I lost the end of that sentence, Jerry. Give us it again. I use a care room phone. Are you using the care home phone or your phone? Life, Your phone. Uh, oh, okay. Fine. And how's everything going? Easter. 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 Not bad. Not bad. Can you even tell us to complain about this or not? Please complain about the stuff. Well, getting in trouble. Well, let me try to bring it back. I can prove the series so we won't. I'm struggling to understand your bit tonight, Jerry. Sorry. No, don't, 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 I'm just, I'm just, in case I, I, you know, I, you finish speaking and I go, well, it's five minutes to eleven, mate. Uh, you, in case you think I've, because I, I might have, I might have misheard something and heard something slightly I different. Taking back time to the news. No, forget the news. Screw those losers. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I went and saw my mum last week, and um, it, it, it's interesting how with Parkinson's and with MS, um. Sometimes I can understand her, and I can understand you perfectly, and sometimes I can't. I suppose the heat isn't helping, is it? It's terrible. Yeah. Absolutely. I've been frozen, you know, sounds weird, but just put in a statue. Yeah. I can't speak. I don't think you are, you are, you are. 
You try to speak and it just makes it worse. Mm. And <laughs> is that is that the heat that does that or the medication? It's the heat and heat and environmental things. Like the floor and not not the clothes not taking me mad. Trying to mad the clothes and taking me side. It's like rubber, but not rubber. It's like carpet, big poles. So much pressure goes through me. It affects me. I just. And when you're feeling like that, Jerry, can you can you sleep? When you when you're frozen, can you can you sleep? Not well. Very sure it's tension. That much tension going through me. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Not like special awareness. Speak to Parkinson's this week. All week. Special awareness. Speak to Parkinson's. Well, okay. There's nothing to make you. This is why we enjoy your calls because you speak as much crap as I do. Hey, listen, man, I've got to go to the news. Jerry, listen, I will find out about the venue in July. Give us a call um, towards the end of the week uh, and I'll I'll, I'll have emailed Zena and and find out what's going on. Okay, thank you. All right, man. Take care. Bye bye. 0344, thank you, Jerry. 0344, Cleo, stay there. We'll come to you after the news now. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. It's one of those shows where I'm just kicking around an idea and I've got no. I've not got. You've taken off my out time. I've got no, um, you know, kind of idea of where I'm going or exactly what I'm doing. I'm just kicking around an idea. I don't feel English. I don't feel English. And I don't know why I should. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. And one hour down, another one to go, another two to go. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Do you feel English, Scottish, Welsh, Irish? I noticed that Sam, who texted in saying she, her heart beats with pride every time she hears the Welsh National Anthem. That must have been a joke. Because I, I don't get that at all. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Oh, and when we come back, I will tell you about a really stinky film that me and Kath sat through. Let's find out if that film's advertising with us before I slag it off. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, can can we Mal has texted in? Can we give Mal a call because I don't understand his um. I don't understand the point that Mal makes in his um. In his text, dun, 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 dun. and it is a phone-in show, not a texting show. Don't bother tweeting or texting. It's much better if you phone in. I don't really like texts. I just, I just, no, Mal's bottled it. I'll read it, but... Ian, the worst thing to be in Britain is Northern Irish. We feel British, but it seems the rest of Britain sees us as a thorn in their side and does not want us. And the Republic of Ireland sees us as a problem they don't want to take on. Ian, you should feel very lucky. You get to have a choice. I don't know what that means. A choice? A choice about what? What am I choosing? What am I choosing? What am I... Uh, Mal, I don't understand the... You have as much choice as I have. We could all choose. Countries are pointless. They're so old. 
fashion, don't they? Let's get rid of countries. We nearly did it with Europe. We nearly got rid of countries. Then we blew it. We blew it. Let's get rid of countries. I don't feel English. What is that? I don't get the pride thing. Pride? With English, but, but then when Andy Murray wins something, I'm British, I'm supposed to feel proud about that. Oh, by the way, tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Oh, voice of the beehive. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Also, we recorded an interview today with Galt McDermott, the gentleman who wrote the music for the musical Hair. It's, um, well... Well, he, he's very old, and, uh, <laughs> he's very old, and I was warned he was very old and very forgetful, and, um, I would ask him a question, he'd say, I don't remember, and his son, Vince, who's got to be in his 60s, would step in and say, well, Dad, do you remember this? And he'd go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was lovely, really lovely interview, and, um, we'll play that out later this week. Really charming, uh, gentleman, and his, Vince was delightful as well. We'll play that later on, as you know, I'm obsessed with the musical hair. Um, so me and Catherine went to the pictures today just because we did this interview with Gort McDermott at 11am New York time. Oh, by the way, they've invited us for coffee when we go to New York, if we have time. Um, but I'll, I'll have time to get my, take my CDs and get it signed. Um, uh, so, so which was four o'clock our time. And then we had nothing to do for six hours. So we went and saw a film, and the only film that was we could kind of get tickets for that was a time that we could go and see the film and get back, and it wouldn't be too much of a rush, was um, a film that I had seen the trailer for, and I thought the trailer looked pony. Um, the film was called Ghost in the Shell, and it's really interesting, isn't it, how sometimes a trailer can be really misleading, which it wasn't in this case. It was bloody awful. It was awful. The only good things about it were Juliette Binoche was in it as old Juliette Binoche. Quah. Still, quah. Old Juliette Binoche is better than no Binoche. Um, and really old Beat Kishi Kitano, the Japanese director and actor. And of course, Takishi's castle is, um, is based on him. It's him. If you've never seen, um, a beat Takeshi film. Oh man, proper messed up Japanese stuff. What's the he does, what's the film he does where he's a cop? Remember, it was a big film when I was at college. He's a cop, like a psychopathic cop. Anyway, he was in it, and they were the only good things. It, the re- it was an absolute stinker. What was the the Cockney girl? Well, she wasn't a Cockney girl. She was obviously quite a posh actress, but she said nothing at one point. She actually said nothing. Nothing. Well, I ain't seen nothing. And it was awful. Terribly written. And I know it's based on a Japanese... I'm going to say cartoon. I don't know if there's anime nonsense. Japanese cartoon. Um, (laughs) I didn't... Well, I understood it. And it was just cliche-ridden and pointless... And it looked like, you know, someone was trying to update Blade Runner. Well, you don't need to. They've just updated Blade Runner themselves. It's called Blade Runner 2. Blade Runnier. I think that's what it's called. I'm not totally sure if that's the correct title. Um, it was just so long 
and dull and tedious and drawn out. The Matrix with tits, I described it as. I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not really human. I'm a robot. I'm a robot. I'm a human. <laughs> Bore. Ring. An old man got up an hour into it and walked out, and I was thinking, yeah, good for you. But I just realised the tickets were expensive, and we had nowhere to go. We had nowhere to go, so we were just sat there watching this terrible, terrible movie. Awful. Waste of everybody's time involved. 0344 499 is the um, telephone number if you want to give me a call. I don't feel English, and I don't see why I should. I feel no national pride. I feel no sense of pride. It's luck, happen chance, circumstance. The, the, the fact that my parents did it in London and then gave birth to me just outside of London. So what, I should feel pride for Slough, where I was born? I should feel pride for London? I should feel pr- pr- proud proud in my county, Berkshire? And we do, we break it down, don't we? Inter-county athletics. Berkshire versus Hertfordshire. Come on, Berkshire. What? Is it the county? She feel proud because the southeast versus the southwest? I don't... It's all made up. It's all nonsense. It's all complete and utter rollocks. It, it's made up. And it can be used for bad. It can be used by people like... Oh, I don't know, Nigel Farage and Katie Hopkins, Abu Hopkins, as I like to call her. These these hate preachers. They hate preachers. And they use your false sense of national pride, of pride in England, of pride in Great Britain. They use that to further their careers. And I don't get why people have fallen for it. I've not fallen for it. I've fallen for other things, probably. You know, my 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 sense. My again, this Will Store book, and I won't go into it now because it's really complicated, right? But let me just say this to blow your mind. Right? So blow your mind, okay? And then when Will comes on, I'll get him to explain it. Okay, this will blow your mind. There is a school of thought amongst a growing number of scientists that we have no free will boom let's let that sit with you let that sink into your brain we have no free will we are zombies going around doing things as we are doing them and after we have done them our brain makes up a narrative our brain creates a narrative to justify why we're doing these things. To ju- my brain is now making up a narrative as to why I've just leant forward to the microphone, opened my hands, and why I'm telling you this. It's just happening. It's just happening. Imagine that! Such a good book. 0344 499 Yes, Cleo? Mate, I love the fact that things might be just happening and we haven't really got a great deal of control. Yeah, we haven't got any control. I love it, and it's like, I live in a town, right, yes. where... In the 80s, it was extremely tribal. Yes. Like, violent. Yes. Um, and it was all based around... We had three mines, three coal mines. Yes. Different areas of the town. And, like, the gangs of kids up to the age of sort of, like, 16, they were all very tribal, like, even bus stop. 
They're like gangs at each bus stop, and the, the, the hey, hang on, each bus stop had a different gang. Yeah, that okay. is brilliant. That is, is brilliant. I want to be in a bus stop gang. As a kid, being like a young kid, it was great to watch because it was like a movie. Yeah, in your own town. Yeah. But every weekend, they'd go hammering tongs and beat ten pounds of crap out of each other. Yeah. They'd like literally plan. Yeah, let's go and meet up and uh, we'll see you on the field. And we'll, what? I was like, what the hell's going on? And I've never ever felt. That sort of tribal... Maybe. You know, we've talked about... I've mentioned loneliness on here and being lonely, and I haven't got that many friends, and it's partly because I've been an arse in my life. But also, I think I think maybe it's that... It's that fit. I don't really identify with, with um, many people. I don't identify... I don't identify Adult. with being English. I don't identify with supporting Chelsea. I don't identify with, you know, go, going down to the pub uh, as being a good time. I don't identify with a lot of things, you know. Do you know, do you know who I identify with? People like you who don't identify with there we go, you see. tribal things, and it's like, it's, it's quite odd. All me mates, I've got lots of friends, yeah. but they're, they're all like me. And it's weird, we, we, we get called like the... During the EU referendum, like, where I live, was about 90% leave, and I was totally remain. Yeah. My family never vote for anything, ever. Ever, 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 ever. Never get involved in politics. My poor little mum in a wheelchair never, ever voted for years and years and years. They wheeled out of the bloody Poland station, and they voted to leave, nope. and they didn't know anything about the EU. Now, all these mines I mentioned earlier when they were closed down. The EU pretty much <laughs> regenerated the whole town. It was yeah. all, like, European money. Well, it's, it's like it, Cornwall and, and, and the places in well, Wales that got huge e- EU subsidies, and they voted to leave, and they're saying, but do we still get that money from the EU? No. Oh, well, no! No one told us that! Well, you should have well, researched it. Hey, Cleo, here's a thing. You tweeted me saying, why don't I get Melanie on the show? Guess what? You're not. No, she was on about three months ago, you muppet. Was she? Yes! Is it, is it, is it available online? Oh, uh, <laughs> somewhere. Go and speak to um to uh, Matty Steve 93 I can't remember his name. No. Well, Go and speak to Matthew Stevenson on Twitter. It'll be somewhere. I will do. We had Melanie on. It was a very it was a very flaky interview. She was a delightful um I don't want to say space cadet, but yeah. she was um I suspect she'd been to the moon and was almost back. I was just gonna mention the moon. Where are you? Are you do you have good weather in London? What do you mean do we have good weather in London? What Is now? It's really clear outside, yeah, right now. Yes. Can you see the moon? No, because I'm inside a studio, you muppet. Well, can you open your little no. blinds and have a look? No, I can't, I can't because it's over there. I don't think we can see the moon from here anyway. Well, the thing is, that's yes. my point. Yes. How can you look off at that? Yes. And be at all trivialised by stupid little gangs and tribes and a... But, Another but, one of them. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, but, but, you know, my stupid indoctrination will manifest itself in a different way. That You know, I'm kind of saying I don't feel English, I don't feel British, and I don't understand why... I do, but I will have my own little weird idiosyncrasies that have, have, have been handed down to me from my parents, my own little tribal things that look a bit stupid. Mate, I've had periods. I was in the air cadets. So, oh. like, I was very... 
Um, so I was more like a, one. I was obsessed with aircraft. Yes. But two, I think it was like a, more of a community thing. Um, I became a warrant officer. I taught people how to kill with guns. Basically, and it was all literally behind the flag and all that stuff. And yes. but I've still, I've never ever felt sort of. Do you know what? It sounds weird. It sounds very cheesy. This say it, Claire. Say it. Um. Live Aid. What? Right. When I was a kid. What? You've never felt young. Live Aid? Yeah, yeah, it's when I get there. When I was a kid, we, we watching, uh, the <laughs> when I was watch a kid watching the Ethiopian crisis. Yes. And all these kids, and everyone was making jokes, really bad, awful racist jokes, and I couldn't stand them. Yes. And I used to ask my dad, my dad was very religious. Yes. He was in the Salvation Army. And I used to say, right, if God is good, and we're all here because God put us here. Why is he letting that happen? Why is, why is he letting these people die? And he didn't have an answer. Oh, I, I have the answer. I know the answer to that. Um, it's free will. God has given oh, us yeah. free will. No, and and I, you know, I, I, more Christian. If you're a Christian, you get asked that question. Here's the comeback. You say, well, God has given us free will and has oh, left what? it in our hands to, um, to you know, we have enough food, we have enough water, we have enough money and and resources on this planet to stop that happening. It's us that's well, allowing that to happen. Bless him. Bless him. Me old, me old dad. He's dead now. But he said, um, oh well, God works in mysterious ways. And I was like, what sort of cop-out is that? No, the co- no. The, the, here's the answer. It's because we've got free will. God has given us free will. But then, as I say, a live aid... Yes. It, it, I was, so I was nine, seven, eight, nine, or nine, something. It was like a ball in the head. Humans make the change. There we go. There we go. You see? You see? That's the answer, Christians. It's a, it's a good answer. It's a flawed answer, but it's a good... I'd make a good Christian arguing um, the point of God thinks 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 all right tomorrow we'll do that i'm going to argue that there is a god can we do that Catherine? should we shall i record a trail for you now if i record it can you um clip it off okay i'm just going to record a live trail um till, let's have a break <clears throat> when we come back i need a little think about what i'm going to say when we come back boom going to do a trail it's going to get clipped be played on the radio tomorrow the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Get rid of the music. Get rid of the music. Get rid of the music. Here we go. Press record and play, Catherine. Here we go. Comes your uh, your trail for tomorrow. God is great. God is love, and God is real. I have evidence that proves the Lord God Himself is real. Listen to the show tonight for the facts. Boom. There you go. That's how you do a trail, guys. That's how you do it. Got to come up with some facts now. That'll be fun. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do that tomorrow. That'll be, that'll be fun. After Voice of the Beehive tomorrow at 10. Uh, back to tonight's show. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. By the way, we're talking about this stuff. Um, and we're getting new callers and new listeners every night. And it's brilliant. I'm getting new emails and um, people on Twitter saying, Oh, really loving the show. Digging the show. Um, you can call in about anything, okay? Um, we tend to, to, to steer away from the, the, the racist, um, hate speech. If you want that, there's a radio station called LBC. Um, but you can call in with pretty much 
anything you want. Um, I'm just doing this thing, I don't feel English, just because it it popped into my head today, because of the book I'm reading, because of the uh, excellent, but far too short, Alan Bennett audio CDs. Very, very short. Um, But very chucklesome, but very, very short. Um, and, and that quote in there, uh, uh, English, I am, I, I'm, well, I can't remember it. I, I'll find it in a minute. Um, but I got it. I got it. And I thought, oh, he's so succinctly described what I've been feeling for years and been unable to put my finger on. I'm not English. I'm not English. Don't feel English. I don't know what it means. I, I, I don't have any, um, patriotic ties. To this country, you know, I, we've done some good things, we've done some lousy things, but I feel neither pride nor shame in any of those things. I feel they're not connected with me. And all this nonsense about Gibraltar, and it's getting all very jingoistic and, and all the papers are kind of, you know, tub thumping and we're up yours, seniors, and, you know, Kelvin McKenzie, Jesus, it's a terrible human being, but he called, he called the Spanish donkey shaggers. I mean, that's what we're de- uh, that's That's patriotism, is it? No, that's stupidity. That's stupidity, arrogance and ignorance. That's what that is. Um, but we're supposed to feel proud and protective of a small island i don't it's a, i don't even know when where gibraltar is i'm guessing it's near spain it's like that brilliant bit in um adrian mole you remember the bit in adrian mole when adrian mole bursts into his dad and says dad dad wake up the falklands have been invaded and his dad jumps up and starts putting his trousers go what puts his trousers right quick right get your mum um, we, okay, well, let's meet downstairs. And then he goes, where is the Falk- Falklands? It's off the coast of Argentina. Oh, I thought it was near Scotland. It's brilliant. So we're supposed to feel pride and protective of the people in Gibraltar. What? Because I don't know where it is. I don't know the history of it. I'm guessing the history is 300 years ago, we won it we traded it we we invaded it and we kept it or we trade we bought it you know but you know um, countries would buy land you know um why you know louisiana right in america and parts of new orleans right you know that there's a lot of french spoken there and a lot of french food there you know why the french used to own it the french used to own louisiana they used to own it and then they sold it to the Americans. America used to be owned by all these... Di- I mean, we used to own a big chunk of it. But it used to be owned by all these different countries. And eventually, America either fought and reclaim- reclaimed it uh, or-, or bought it. The Louisiana land grab. The Americans bought Louisiana off the French. It's weird, isn't it? That's why... You know, South America, some places in South America, they speak Dutch. And in some African places, they speak French. And it's just crazy. We're supposed to feel pride and and, and protective about these places. I don't feel anything for the people in Gibraltar. I don't feel anything for the people in the Falklands. I don't feel anything for the people in this country other than the love I feel for my fellow human beings. 
Here we go. Catherine knows. So we, this is Gibraltar, is it? So we, the Dutch, we, us and the Dutch captured it in 1704. The Spanish ceded it to us in 1713. About 300 years. Almost 300 years to the day. Look at that, you see. A lot of stuff was going on in the late 1600s, early 1700s in terms of land and, and, and the Dutch and the English primarily, the Spanish to a certain extent, but going all over the place and go, we'll have it. We'll have it. We'll have that. You can have that. We'll have that. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Dennis is in Dunstable. Good evening, Dennis. Good evening. Uh, why are you being so unpatriotic? Um, I, I, went, I went and served some time in the Navy looking after people like you. What have I said that's unpatriotic? You said you don't feel English. That's not unpatriotic. That's a fact. Of course it is. Well, yes. I, I t- tell me how saying I don't feel English is unpatriotic. Because yeah, I, went to, well, I went in the forces to... Look after people like you. And I appreciate the sacrifice I that you... I am English and I'm proud of it. OK, I appreciate the sacrifice that you and your um, your peers made. Genuinely, I appreciate it and thank you for that. But me saying... You fought for the right for me to say I don't feel English. Right. Please yourself. No, <laughs> you fought for my freedom, yeah? Of course I did. So I have the freedom... To say you're not English. No, to say I don't feel English. Well, that's all right. But y- y- you've suddenly got angry and saying it's unpatriotic. Go to Scotland and see if you feel Scottish. You never know, you might feel a Scot. But- I'll tell you what, you talk about the Yanks, they bought the Yukon. They yeah, bought... Uh, literally, no, they've got no idea what you're talking about now. You're going off on a tangent. Why is it unpatriotic to say I don't feel English? Why is it unpatriotic? Because everybody's fought for people like you. Anyway, I'm not talking to you anymore. Good night. that was the sound dear listener of someone who didn't have an argument now i like dennis and genuinely i'm a you know appreciative of anybody that fought in in the name of freedom um but dennis didn't have an argument there it's unpatriotic to say i don't feel english but why why is it it's not it's not but i don't feel patriotic towards this country why should i it's just a, a fluke. It's just, you know, I was that lucky seed that my dad shot up and I could, I could have been born anywhere. I was born here. I've got it better than some people, worse than others. I, you know, why should I feel patriotic? Patriotism is a nonsense. It's a nonsense. It's a myth. And the sooner that we see through that, then the sooner people like Abu Hopkins and Nigel Farage and Boris Johnson and Donald Trump and all of these other, and Abu Hamza and all of these other hate preachers, as soon as we see through that, the better off we'll be. The reason you're a Christian? Probably because you were born here. You know, the reason that we... we Muslims, because they were born in countries that are predominantly Muslim, or they come over here um, and, and they have children and they bring them up in the faith. If you were a Christian and you moved to Pakistan, you'd bring up your kids as Christians. But you can't be a Christian in Pakistan. Yes, you can. There's loads of churches over there. Ah, oh, but you get flogged for it. Uh, no, you don't. Unless you get caught out by some dodgepots. It's all fluke. It's all luck. And we're all fighting each other when really countries are meaningless. The borders are meaningless. 
344 is the telephone number. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I, um, yesterday... I did the first lawn mow of the year. I hate mowing the lawn. Of all the jobs in all the world, that is my least favourite. And about two years ago, we're lucky enough we've got an alright sized garden. And about two years ago, our lawn mower died and my wife bought another lawn mower, but she bought a small one. It's a fly mow. And it's got, uh, it, on the top of it is like a, the thing that captures the grass. But it's really small. And because it was the first mow of the year, um, it I calculated it would take me about 20, 25 trips to the end of the garden. Because we've got like a compost heap. We don't do anything with it. We just put something in. It would take me about 25 trips to mow the lawn, take that, empty it, go back, mow the lawn, to, to dispose of it. And after two trips, I thought, right, I've had enough of this. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to hack into the lawnmower. And by that, what I meant was, I'm going to go and buy a bigger lawnmower. Stuff this. Stuff this. I'm going to go and buy a bigger lawnmower. This lawn, lawnmower is too small for our lawn. It will take forever, and I hate it. So um, I then spent three hours driving around trying to find a place that's old lawnmower. But guess what? Because it's the first sunny day of the year. Everybody else, all the lawnmowers, all the lawnmowers are gone. And then I was looking online, and then I just thought, I've got to suck it up. I've got to suck it up and just mow the lawn with this tiny lawn mower. Oh, it was, I hated it. I was getting a headache. I had to stop halfway through and have a lie down. I felt awful. And the, the thing is, well, I, I don't get why we have to do this social convention of mowing the lawn. It just, it's just it'll, get, it'll need to be cut again next week. It needs to be cut again next week. Hate it. Can't you... Um, can we get some people get their lawns replaced with um, astroturf? I'm I'm tempted to do that. And you're right, Kath. I saw a fella then washing his car. What? Why would you not spend a fiver and go through the automatic car wash? I remember I used to have to wash my dad's car as a kid. Hate it with eight to hours. You get the chamois leather. Why would you do that? Why not just drive through the the car wash for crying out loud? But. One good thing I discovered... Oh, I went to the gym twice this weekend as well. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I went to the gym twice. I went and did a circuits, 45-minute circuits class um, on the Saturday. And on the Sunday, after I'd walked the dog for an hour, after I'd mown the lawn, I went and did a 30-minute abs class with Inga. Now, Inga is mental. And she, you know, the, the warm-up... The warm-up, I was knackered and thinking I was going to puke. Um, and she did some amazing things to my legs, to the point where my legs weren't hurting. Right? It wasn't the pain. I felt, And I felt the burn for the first time on Saturday. I felt the burn. I know what the burn is. I felt the burn. You felt the burn. The burn on the arms when you're working the muscles on the arm burns. But on the Sunday, it was abs. So... There was a lot of lying down and lifting your legs up and keeping your legs lifted up whilst contorting your body or your legs in all different ways. It's awful. And I didn't feel any burn 
or any pain. I just didn't. After about 10 minutes, I couldn't feel anything. My legs were just gone. And um, simple exercise like lifting your... We had to put a bottle of water by our feet and we had to lift our legs up and put them on the left of the water, then lift them over to the right, then lift them back over to the left and not touch the floor. I couldn't lift my leg. I couldn't, could not get my legs off the ground. And I was looking at them and thinking, get up. Get up. And I couldn't lift them off the ground. And Inga starts shouting at me. I said, I, I, I'm, I'm trying. You're not trying hard enough. I said, I'm trying. They won't obey me. My legs won't obey me. And um, I staggered out of the class doing my darndest to look focused and relaxed to look like I had enjoyed it and I was feeling a glow. I wasn't. I thought I was going to puke and I couldn't walk properly. And I got into the car and I sat there for a couple of minutes. And then I tried to drive the car. I couldn't lift my left leg up. I could not lift my left leg up to put it on the clutch. The right leg, I could just about get that onto the accelerator. Just about. But I couldn't get the left leg onto the clutch. I had to lift it up with my arms to put it on the clutch and then ride the clutch the whole journey home. I could sort of lift it up so the clutch was only depressed a bit. Then I'd press it down to change gear, then sort of lift it up. I was riding the clutch like it was my first ever time drive. I couldn't... And then I couldn't get out of the car. This is no exaggeration, right? No exaggeration. I could not... Get out of the car. So I, I managed to get my right leg out. For some reason, my r- right leg was was all right. I got my right leg out. And I had to lift my left leg out of the car. It was awful. And then I went and collapsed on the sofa. It, honestly, I have never felt anything like it. It was the most... And I, I was sort of trying to enjoy the feeling because i knew it would wear off it's worn off a little bit today although putting my trousers on and driving again were actually a real struggle um they they test you now for for drug driving that forget that man test for gym driving have you just come from a heavy workout at the gym are you normally unfit did you work your legs yes well then sir you shouldn't be driving a car that's what they should do none of this have you been smoking cannabis have you been to the gym did you do a load of squats Yes, well then you should, you shouldn't be driving, sir. You need to leave it 24 hours before you can get behind the wheel of a car. Um, but it was, it, and, and you know, I'm, I'm really trying to lose weight. And I've been doing so well. A, a, a month or so ago, five weeks ago, I was 16 stone seven. 16 stone seven, right? Um, and I've, I've, this is mainly through medication, through the metazapine, the antidepressant, anti-anxiety drug I'm on. It, it, it means you put on a lot of weight. And my psych um, changed me from the citalopram to the venlafaxine, I think it is, which goes, which works a little bit better with the metazapine in terms of, of, of weight and um, feeling hungry and things like that. And it does, actually. It's, it's a much better combination. Um, so... The sixteen seven was 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 really heavy. I think I used to be fourteen something towards the higher end of fourteen. I'm not totally sure as I never used to weigh myself, but then I got it down to fifteen eight. Then I got it down to fifteen five, and then at one point I think I was as low as fifteen stone two. And I thought, oh goody, fifteen stone two, 
in a week I'm going to be under 15 stone. In a week I'm going to be under 15 stone. I'm going to see the 14, for, even if it's 14, 12, beautiful. Um, but then I weighed myself after a weekend of eating very little. And the kids had, we went um, to see a play and the kids had souvlaki. There was, a, there was a market selling all this amazing food, including souvlaki. I love souvlaki. And I, all I had was two bites of it. And I said, no, I won't have one. I'll have, I'll have what they've got left. I'll have two bites, and that was it. So I'd hardly eaten. I'd been to the gym twice. I'd walked the dog for an hour. I'd mown the lawn. I thought, oh, I'm going to be close. I'm going to be close to, to, to 15 stone, or, or maybe even lighter. I'd gone up to 15 stone eight again. I couldn't believe it. And those of you who follow me on Twitter will have seen I had a wobble on Twitter last night because it's the one it's the one thing that really gets to me. And I had a little bit of a, a meltdown. I'm trying to, to post less personal stuff on, on Twitter, but I kind of went for it last night. 15 stone, eight. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was so gutted. And everyone says, weigh yourself at the same time. I do. I weigh myself in the, before I go to bed and I weigh myself in the morning after I've had a poo. Um, and, uh, I'm not, of course I'm, I'm, I'm a couple of pounds heavier in the evening than I am in the morning, but 15 stone eight, I couldn't believe it. And I'm, I bet tonight when I weigh myself, I'll be heavier. I bet, I bet. I don't know, but I feel, I feel fat, man. I don't, it's, it's, that's not what I want. Anyway, I'm rambling, uh, dear listener. You may want to call in about this stuff. You may want to call in about absolutely nothing. You know how it works. We've sat here and discussed, um, do you feel English? Do you agree with Dennis that it's unpatriotic of me to say, I don't feel English? I don't feel British? I don't think it's dishonouring anybody who gave their lives. They fought for the freedom for us to kick around ideas like this, didn't they? So I, I don't think it's unpatriotic. Um, but even if it were, so what? So what? What is patriotism? What is patriotism? Uh, and if we're asking what is patriotism, what is being unpatriotic? It's nothing. It's, it's indoctrination. It's brainwashing. It's what we get taught from school. The Americans have it more, of course, because in American schools, in quite a lot of them still, they have to stand up and salute the flag. <laughs> they have to stand up and salute the flag. And any mistreatment of the stars and stripes is um is a criminal offence. You know, any mistreatment of the stars and stripes is considered... Uh, it, it's basically the same as, as having a dump on uh, the president. It is. It's, it's considered to be an awful thing. And in a lot of schools, primary schools... Well, Catherine's saying he likes that. We have yet to see the video evidence. And I think it was urine as opposed to scat. I think it was the golden showers as opposed to um, scat. Just if, if for legal reasons, I have to clarify that. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and primary schools, they will have to stand up and salute the flag. Control. It's all about control and submission. That's what patriotism is it's meaningless it's blind it's dumb if i'm okay i'm gonna say if you're patriotic you're dumb you've been brainwashed you need to open your eyes if you, you you're cheering the england football team if you're cheering the english sports team in the or great britain team gb as it was in the olympics um, if you support every battle our military get into while i have respect for the military of course i do um i don't 
and I wish them all well. I don't support every battle that they get involved with. If you if you blindly support every battle they get involved in, um, that's dumb, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Although it's gone quiet on the phones, don't know why that is. Give it another music, please. Uh, I don't know uh, why it's gone quiet on the phones, Catherine. Is it your fault? Are you being rude to the callers when they uh, they come on? Well, that's... Um... Why don't you come in and join me, Catherine? Josh can answer the phones if people uh, people want to call in. You can do. Um, if not, we'll just... Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's, um, let's have a little chitty chat. Catherine, come and sit over here, please. Um, and let us um, see how much we can reveal about what's happening on our trip to New York. Okay. So we, well, why don't you set up what we're doing and when we are doing it? Let's see if you've been paying attention. Right, so we're going to be there from the 12th, is that right? Of what month? You just said... June. Yes, until? Until the following Friday. Until the Friday of that week. Yeah. The following Friday to me says the week after. Okay, well... So, so ju- I June... I state. Monday, June the 12th to Friday, June the 16th, we're mm-hmm. going to be in N. Y C. That's New York City. We've got in touch with some of our favourite people out there. Yeah, and we're going to go and see them, yeah. and they're going to take us to some of their favourite hangouts. I don't. The thing is, because uh, uh, it's these are very busy people. Yeah, they, they're not a hundred, a hundred percent because they've said yes. Well, if 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 I'm in town, then I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but Imani Coppola lives there. Yeah. So we're gonna have lunch with her. Steve Gutenberg lives there. Steve Gutenberg's coming on the show on Thursday. I know he oh, that's is. exciting. I love Steve Gutenberg. I've got his phone number in my diary. Man alive, he's so cool. But if he's around in New York, we're going to meet him. There are a couple of other people, um, kind of quite big names, that we are are hoping to know. And there are also some amazing characters that we're going to catch up with, like um, some, I said, some of our favourite podcasters. Yes. Uh, The Bowery Boys, who do a brilliant podcast, who kind of do all this grim history of New York. We're meeting up with them, which is is very exciting. And I've written to um, a couple of guys who can, well... They've been trying to improve life for the homeless yes. in a very 2017 way. Yes. Well, they turned... They've made hologram ha- houses for them. No, they've, huh? they've, they've made shelters. You know, like, they had them, I think, was it in Ireland that they'd made them? And they look like kind of big... You know the sort of salt boxes they use at the side of the road? No, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my boys are fascinated by the salt boxes. They've made kind of bigger versions of them, more like a coal, more like a coal bunker like what my grandma mm, used to have. Gosh. And it's somewhere, you know, if you're sleeping on the street, it's just yes. somewhere where you're inside. In Except they've made one that's got Wi-Fi. Oh. And it's on wheels so they can move it around. We're also meeting, if you go uh, Tiny Hats NYC on Instagram, Tiny Hats NYC, it's these guys who go around taking pictures of people wearing tiny hats. Yeah. So we're uh, meeting with them. We're, also, we're meeting our friend Amanda Nazario, who's been on this show at WFMU. Which is an amazing community-run radio yeah. station. Um, um, oh! Um, um, Kenny Kramer. 
who um, Kramer is based on in Seinfeld. You know, you know Kramer, right? Uh, he was based on a real person, a real friend of um, um, Larry David's, a guy called Kenny Kramer. And he does these these Seinfeld tours. And uh, I've been on the Seinfeld tour with him years ago. Um, but we're going to meet him. And I'm hoping he's going to take us to the diner that that's in Seinfeld. You know when you see the outside of the diner? That's a real place. And I'm hoping he's going to take us there. That's just some of the people what we have got lined up. Um, and, and we we've only we haven't even started really in terms of emailing people and, no. and getting in touch. So here's how you can help. We don't want your money. It's a jolly, all right. I'm paying for it. Um, we might hopefully we're going to get a couple of quid from from the bosses here. We'll see. But I'm paying for it. Okay. It, but imagine asking the listeners to fund a jolly for us to the United States. The that would be that would be crazy. And if we and if we did, we would put up the figures and everything and show everyone where the money had gone. But we're not asking you for money. Not asking you for money at all. Um, we're going to be doing the show live from New York. York for between you know 10 and 1 UK time it's 5 and 8 I think New York time so what we need from you dear listener and we've got Sam on the line I'll go to her in a minute what we need from you is um if you listen to podcasts that you please be because we've had lots of people saying oh you should get such and such and such and such and then I've done some research and they live in Los Angeles mm-hmm. or Boston or something so if you listen to a podcast that is recorded in New York City um, and obviously, you know, if it's like um, the um, like the Whoopi Goldberg podcast, the chances of us getting Whoopi Goldberg are slim. But if it's kind of a niche but good podcast, then then let me know. Send me a link and, and let me have a little listen. If you're going to do that on Twitter, please don't at them. Yes, don't at them. That can lead to embarrassment for all. Yeah, no, don't do that. That is awkward. You can you can message us on Twitter or you can uh, at Ian uh, 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 Ian at ianlee.com. Ian at ianlee.com is the best way to do it. Um, if you live in New York and you have good internet... Could we come and do the show from your house one day? That's a genuine thing. We want to do it in a different location each day. We've got one place sorted, definitely. It's the studios of WFMU. Um, but but, but we, we need four other places. So if you live in New York or you've got a friend or a relative in New York, they need good internet that we can plug our machine into. We'd love to come and... Um, do the show from their house. All we've got is a little box, and it'll be the two of us, and you can bring friends. You can yeah. bring an audience if you want. We won't be inviting a load of people traipsing nope, through your flat. No, nope, nope. It'll nope. just be the two of us and our box of tricks that we plug into your internet. But you can you want to invite friends, you want to invite neighbours, you, you, you know, you, of course you can do that. That'll be brilliant. Um, also, if you know of any, like, sort of little cafes or bars that we could do the show from, again, they need to have good internet we can plug into and be free, because, as I say, this is all coming off my credit card. I haven't got a credit card, it's a debit card, so I'm paying for it outright. Then that would be awesome. Ian at ianlee.com, if you wouldn't mind. Um, now, this, I, I'm glad Sam's called in, because Sam texted in earlier on. Um, let me read the text, and then we'll go to Sam. Sam said, Ian, I feel so Welsh. Don't. That I have shivers and butterflies in my stomach when I hear the Welsh national anthem. I feel so proud to be Welsh. Well, Sam's called in. Sam, first of all, is that a good representation of your accent? You sounded quite Indian then. So do you. You sound Pakistani. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? You get butterflies and shivers in your stomach when you hear the Welsh national anthem. What are you talking about? I do. I can't help it. Whenever I hear it, I get butterflies. Honest to God. That's brainwashing. You've been brainwashed. No, I really do, and there's a particular moment that 
caught me the most was when Scott Cornell went to the train station in London and just started singing the national anthem and loads of choirs started coming behind him. And, oh my gosh, I was nearly in tears. Well, choirs, choirs are quite stirring anyway. And that is, that is an emotional response to, to a very powerful kind of voice. Um, Josh, can you get the phone, please? Um, Dennis is phoning in to have another pop. Um, but, but the fact that you get, it, it, it stirs you and you, it causes you to feel pride, that's indoctrination, that's brainwashing. I, I don't, well, I don't think so. No, brainwashed I, people don't think that they are brainwashed. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, but I just feel really happy with who I am and where I come from. But why, um, so do you, do you, so you feel Welsh? Yeah, extremely well. But what does that mean? What does that what does that mean to feel um, Welsh? It's not a trick I, question. It's, I know it's quite a vague question that's hard to answer. But I'd be, I'd, if you could have a go, I'd be I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I think being Welsh is we're a very sort of strange community. I uh, you know granted, but I know this is going to sound a little bit mad. But because all Welsh people are quite patriotic, that makes me patriotic. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You can't say all Welsh people are quite patriotic. Okay, well, as a nation, quite a few of us then are patriotic, and that sort of sense and that feeling does sort of rub off. I just so feel... so because because a, a num a, an unknown number of people are patriotic, that makes you patriotic. Yes, and but that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense at all. Well, it does because obviously. When I, I'm still quite young at the minute, but obviously my elders and people before me, family members, they've, they've brought me up to feel proud of where I come from. Well, what are you proud of? I'm proud of the way that we, we handle things. I'm proud of our police. I'm proud of, you know, our... Well, well, but what's different from your police and the, the police in America or the police in, in India or the police in China? What's the difference? Well, I wouldn't say that this any well i would know because i don't live there right so i don't understand how you can feel proud about the welsh police well that was just an example what give I us another one give us another be- give us a better one okay i feel proud that as a nation oh gosh i can't even think now yeah because feel... there isn't there isn't anything <laughs> there isn't it, it, it's brainwashing and i'm saying this with love and respect it's it's brainwashing it's indoctrination i've got a theory go on I've got a theory. I think it, I lived with a Welsh girl for for a year and um, very, very proud to be Welsh. And I think it was, there's a level of feeling like they've got to battle to, to assert their identity because they've been on the back foot in history. Is that, yeah. is that fair? Yeah. yeah. But, but why have you, but why, I don't understand why that engenders a sense of pride. You know. Because uh, it's about a level of security. Well, no, but that's got nothing to do with pride. Yeah, but it has though. It has. You've not I, given I, me one example, Sam, of what of, of of something that is uniquely Welsh that you can feel proud of. God, it's not a tangible thing. It's it's a feeling. It's a sense. It's it's something that I feel, whether it's indoctrination or not. I feel it. Okay, but if it were indoctrination, which it is, then that would mean it's 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 pointless and it's meaningless and it's it's to, it's for submission and control. Well, even if it is, it doesn't hurt. It brings us together. <laughs> Put your hands up if you're an individual. Everyone puts their hand up. Sam, thank you very much. I just want to squeeze Dennis in again. He wants round two. Yes, Dennis, you're going to do another hit and run? No, 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 no. I'm wondering how can you afford to go to America after you've paid my 30, 30 quid? Well, you, you, uh, you, I don't think you're going to make I'm, it. I'm going to make, please. 
because I want you to, when you decide, what? What you, you have told everybody in the country, yes. you're going to pay it. Yes. If I make it, I want that to go to a charity. Oh, for goodness sake. I want it to me. Stick up your ass. Now, 0344 499 is the telephone number. It was interesting what Sam was saying, but it, it, it's, it's, um, it, it's that, it, it's confabulation. It's making up a story to fit you know something that she has done and she has said but it didn't make any sense whatsoever did it uh there's another hour we can do more of this we can do some other bits and pieces it's entirely up to you dear listener uh but do give me a call oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand don't forget to tick your radio diaries late nights with ian lee on talk radio talk radio is there a doctor in the house i'll tell you why my elbow i i, I don't know what is going on but I am in absolute agony with my flipping elbows. This is what tennis elbow is. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We call... Oh, flip it. I can see Paul in Stoke Poge is ringing in. Oh, dear. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Honestly, there's something going on with my elbow, and I noticed it about two weeks ago. I put it down on the desk here, as I am wont to do, and got this shooting pain. I mean, agony right up my arm. And I thought, oh, that's that's, that's, not, that's, that's bad. I won't do that again. And then it's just, as over the, the weeks, it's got worse to the point now if, if I touch it, I, it's there. What the, flip, what the flipping hell is it? What the hell is that? It's there. Katie can help me with that. Oh, Katie, what the hell is it? Hello. It's horrible, isn't it? Oh, it's awful. Yeah, well, I've had it recently, and um, basically, but I'm not, you know, you you guess that tennis elbow is due to sports or repetitive stuff. I'm I'm definitely not sporty. It's my left arm as well, so it's not due to repetitive stuff. Um, Well, mine was was my right arm. And um, so... If you can, right, okay, um, is anybody with you right now? Ka- Catherine's here. Yeah. Okay, Catherine, yeah. put your hand out, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and Ian, yes. put your hand over hers. Well, of the and injured Catherine arm. Catherine is going to push your hand up, okay? Well, so you're going to resist that. Uh, and I Does sit down, do I? All right, yes. Okay. Right, so resist that. So Catherine, pushing your hand up, yeah. you resist that. Yes. Does that hurt? No. Okay, now do the opposite way, so resist it and push your hand down. So, I've got, and, I, hang on, I'm pushing down. I'm pushing yeah, and she's going to push her hand up. No, 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 you're pushing right. up, you're pushing up. Yeah. Right, go. <sighs> right, now push. That's how you me. Just push, you're not even pushing. Yeah, that so, hurts. Does that hurt you? Yes, it does. Right, so you've got tennis elbows. Oh, sweet lord. Oh, sweet lord. So, so what does like, that mean? And, well, it means, I don't know, basically, there's something in between. <laughs> it means, the I don't know. All right, okay, brilliant. Is it right. rheumatism? No, it's nothing to do with that, weirdly, because I've got arthritis. Arthritis. Oh, stop showing off, Katie. <laughs> She's got everything. And then it's, um, it's just this straight. But I, I'm not sporty. I don't do anything, like, regularly. But I play the piano quite a lot. I teach piano. So it's, it's something as simple as but that. But what's the cure? Please if tell me there's a tablet know. I can take. Well, apparently, you can, um, well, look on the internet, and it's fine, because I used to do that, and I just thought, oh, 
you know, yeah. I was dying, and uh, it was the worst thing I did. But um, I went to the doctors, and I left it for ages and ages. So, like, literally lifting the kettle up was getting a problem. Oh, no! I know, I know. It, 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 it might be fine, but um, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. But the worst-case scenario is... They chopped my arm off! Jesus! Yeah, I know. Yeah, both of them. It's oh, awful. Yes. You might have to go to the doctors and get an injection into the muscle. Oh, no. To the bone. No, 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 no. Well, no, no, honestly, listen, Ian, it's fine. It's fine. Well, it hurts, but it, it's not, you know, it's not they that inject bad. into the spot where it hurts? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that going well. <laughs> but it's fine, and I was really scared. I'm quite, you know... I'm, and did I'm it think, right. what are they injecting in? Steroids or something? Yeah, it's a steroid, yeah. Whoa. Does that mean he's going to get muscly? Big balls. <laughs> I, you know, I was saying that's what I said to my doctor. I had no idea. But does that cure it, or does that just get rid of it for a few well, months? No, so, so it depends how bad it is. <sighs> so I had my injection it's two weeks bad. ago. <laughs> it bloody hurts. <laughs> but, and I said, oh, I said, oh, that's fine. He said, is it hurting? I said, yeah, that's fine. He said, well, it's not actually to the bone yet. I was like, oh, thanks for that. <sighs> yes, it really does hurt. Um, but... Um, your elbow inflames a little bit, and it takes about a week, a week and a half after that, and it's fine. I've been doing some sewing today, and some gardening, and it's great. But, but, but what, what, so is it like a nerve or something that's gone, gone rogue? It's just, yeah, basically, <sighs> it's just this repetitive whatever we do. I'm not doing anything, well, well, could it be from playing Xbox? Yes. Yes. <laughs> could it be? Oh, yeah, it could be that. Oh, an excessive yeah. lap- laptoping. Jesus. Yeah, so it's something as simple as that. So it can either, it'll either, how long have you had it for? Um, uh, about three weeks. Okay, so I had mine started in, um, kind of early December. Yeah. And then it got worse for like three months. So it might just go, that's <laughs> what they say. It might yeah. just go and be one of those things. But my right, my left arm started now. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. How old are you, Katie? I'm 42. So we're this, yeah, similar age. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. We're falling apart. <laughs> this <laughs> is terrible. Isn't it? Oh. I, well, I've got my son today. We've been playing and stuff and doing gardening and stuff. But you know, there's that age when you Josh, get. Josh, can you get the phones, please? Keep your eye on the phones. And, and by the phones, I mean the ones here at Talk Radio, not not yours. Sorry, yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because you've got your people filling in for Ed. And, um... and I was just talking about, you know, the age thing that you get. And you, you get up off a, off a couch and you go, oh. Yeah. Oh, my, well, I, I caught my boys doing that about a year ago. My boys, as they'd sit down and get up, they go, ooh, ooh. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> they said, we're just copying you, Daddy. I thought well, that's I'm it. It's terrifying. That's well, it. we've got to that age. But anyway, good luck with your, um, with your <laughs> tennis elbow. But apparently, yes. interesting fact of the day, yes. the left arm, yes. if, there's, there's two different, there's tennis elbow and there's golfer's elbow. Oh. Mm-hmm. So is this so golfer's you, elbow? A golfer's elbow is, you know, when you were pushing down and it hurt? Yeah. If you push up and it doesn't hurt, and it hurts, yeah. that's golfer's elbow. Oh bloody golfers. Katie, listen, thank you very much for that. Thanks for telling me. I've basically I've got a death sentence on, on me. Oh, flipping I've it. got a death sentence. Something else he's I've got. I've got tennis elbow. Um, ne- you are never going to hear the end of this now. <laughs> Tell me um, about it. Paul! Hello. Yes! Okay, two things. I'll talk sensible tonight. First oh. of all, you brought, it, you brought it up right, your elbow. Yes. Turn, can you turn your radio off, Paul? It's off, yeah. It's What's off. that echo? I don't know. It came on the other night, didn't okay. it? Okay. Right. I will say about your elbow, it's probably because you paid too much of Mario Kart, isn't it? 
Thank you, Paul. Nice, nice little little joke as an hors d'oeuvre to the main course of seriousness. Okay. And a dadly jibe. Yes. Finally, I will say, you're going to New York, yeah? Correct. Okay, I can suggest a place. You've got to have pancakes in New York, yeah? <laughs> You've got to go to a place and have pancakes. I can recommend a place. Please do, Paul. Bubbies. It's called Bubbies. Bubbies. And, where, and that's in New York, is it? Yes. Let me just write uh, that down. Hang on a minute. Bubbies? Bubbies pancakes in... and it, Sorry, where was it? In New York? In New York. In City, New yeah. York. Okay, brilliant. We should be... Should, we should be... We'll go there. Day one, meal one, will be Bubby's in New York. I can suggest the sausage and egg pancakes for breakfast. Thank you so much indeed. That sounds disgusting. When we were asking for restaurants, we were asking for places where we could do a show from. But, yeah. you know, the food is also an excellent... Do they have... Now, I haven't been idea. to New York for a long time. Have they got McDonald's there, Paul? Sorry? They got McDonald's there. It, have they got know? them in New York? <laughs> I'm sure they do have a McDonald's. I love a McDonald's. They've got a Subway. I love a Subway. I love a McDonald's because <laughs> it's like good old British food. Yeah. Yes, they do have a Subway in New York. <laughs> Paul, do you feel English? Sorry. Oh jeez. Do I feel English? Yeah. Uh, I suppose I do, but not in not in the way we can be represented these days. What no. does that mean? <laughs> I, I think... You feel English, but you can't speak it. Yes. No, that... but I, I feel pretty the way you have spoken tonight about it. So you don't feel English? Uh, I like to think I'm English. I like to think I'm British, but I, in a way I'm pretty ashamed of it. Well, oh. th in, that, in that case, that's not what I've been saying at all, because I feel neither shame nor pride. Why are you ashamed to be English? Because of the way we're represented with Nigel Farage and things like that, like you've been on about. I mean, he, he, he speaks as he's totally English, and, but I don't agree with that at all. But I don't consider him to be anything to do with me. He's certainly not a representative or a spokesman for me, so I feel, I, I think he's an ass. but I feel neither pride nor shame when he, he speaks, in, in, you know, at the European Parliament or anywhere, because he's, he, he, he's so far removed from me, it might as well be, you know, a, a Nigerian woman speaking on, but he, he doesn't represent me. No, I totally agree, but what's the point of UKIP now? They've won, haven't they? What's the point of the party Gosh, anymore you're now? throwing out all of the phoning radio cliches, aren't you? Oh, d no. You'll want to legalise cannabis and bring back hanging next. <laughs> Only for the paedophiles. <laughs> That's the cannabis for the paedophiles. Well, I just, I just don't, I think he's kind of won in a way, and I don't agree with it. Well, but what's that got to do with feeling English? Because he represents what most people would think of in other no, people in other countries no, in Europe would no, think of as being an English person. No, he doesn't. And most other people know... He's that... an MEP, isn't he? Sorry? He's an MEP. So what? Well, he people, represents... People know he's an, an MEP in European Parliament. Yeah, but people know he's an idiot. No, and those well, why, why, why did most people vote to come to, for Brexit? Most then? most people didn't vote for Brexit. Yeah, I know it was, the f but that's what we're doing now, isn't it? That's what we're doing. But most people in the country didn't vote for it. Yes, I know the percentages didn't, but what's shown in the polls and what they're doing now is to do Brexit. Yeah, but again, I you know because people were misformed. They were what? 
because people were misinformed. Yeah. Um, well, well, some would say that. Some would say that they they did the research and they looked into it. I don't. I, I you know. I just. I don't get this thing. This English pride of feeling English. I don't feel it. I feel like a citizen of the world, Paul. Come travel the world with me. Let's make love in Morocco. Let's run into the sea in Bali and kiss passionately. Yeah, let's go. Let's go dreadlocks together on a on a field at, on a on a beach in Goa. Let's let's go to Goa and on the yeah. beach grow dreadlocks. And once our dreadlocks have grown, let's make love. Uh, Tony greeting. Paul, no. I shall see you there. It sounds, that sounds beautiful, doesn't it? Gonna make love with him on a field in, um... But only once the hair is grown. Only once the hair is grown. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Come in a minute, just, uh... Rearranging the furniture. Rearranging the that furniture. That is not a euphemism. No, it's moving this around so that people can see the woman on Periscope. But it involves moving a very, very hot lava lamp. That's why it's called lava. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Pick one, two, or three, Catherine. Three. Okay, okay. We go to Craig. Good evening, Craig. Evening, Ian. Evening, Car. No star carriads. Hi. Thank you very much. You don't speak Welsh, do you, Craig? No, he doesn't. No, not a bit. Oh, okay. Well, Southeastern Welsh, so no, we that, don't tell that. That's a shame. Never mind. Um, what you got for us? Two things. Yes. With, with your lawnmower... Yes? Do you care that much what the grass looks like? No. Take off the thing that collects the grass, then. Oh. So it'll just go back into the grass, all the cuttings. Uh, you can't on this one. You sure? Yeah, it's a lid. So it's a lid... And you open the lid, and inside there's like a little sort of basket that collects it. But to you, it's not one that clips on the back. It's in the body of the lawnmower, and it would involve taking the li- uh, taking the lid off, which you can't. I, yeah, have a look and see if you can do yeah, something. No, I've just, no, I've just, I'm not going to adapt it. I'm not going to adapt a bloody lawnmower that way. Madness lies. Why can't you just nod and smile and say thank you very much, Craig? Because it's a terrible suggestion. advice from an idiot. My one, the, the bag clips on the back, and if you take the bag away, it's just a flap that folds down. Oh, no, mine hasn't got flaps. Anyway, talking about Xbox... One, one nil to me, Craig. Round, round two. You bought a crappy small... Round, uh, round two. Let's see if you can, see if you can make it one all. I doubt it. I, I, my wrists get hurt playing with the Xboxes and all that. So so bad that you're like on like a a 3DS. Yes. I, uh, you can buy hand grips. Yes. Uh, I have to actually buy them. How, how, hang on a minute. How much Xbox are you playing for it to hurt your wrists? Oh, I tell you, when the Batman, the Arkham Knight came out, <laughs> and you, you could drive the Batmobile, <laughs> right? Yeah. I bought wrist restrainer things. Wrist, with res- the metal. wrist restrainers, you kinky yeah, devil. Yeah, that hold your wrists in place. Yes. And they've got, like, a piece of metal in them, and then it's Falco to tighten them all up, like for, like, doing weights and stuff. Where did you get that from? The, the <laughs> sex shop? On eBay. That, no, sounds, on eBay. that sounds so butch for what is essentially... Yeah. <laughs> to, to <laughs> say, driving the Batmobile. Like, yes. Then I got so engrossed, right, like, when I'd go on the Batmobile bit, my arms would kill afterwards. Yeah. So I had to buy these restrainers to stop my <laughs> arms moving so much. Flipping heck. That, yeah. so, that wasn't official Xbox merchandise. That was you. What did you suggest I should do to the lawnmower? 
take the bag off. Yeah, this is the equivalent of you re- hacking the lawnmower. You're now hacking um, your wrists to yeah, uh, but, make but Xbox work. Man, who killed them? Hey, I tell you what, I don't half love uh, the Nintendo Twitch. I, I uh, you know, I bring Aww. it in, and um, when Catherine is, isn't looking, I get it out, and I've been playing a bit of Zelda. I got kept getting attacked by these beasts, and I've had to climb up a mountain today. He does it when I'm looking too, and I oh, try and put him off. I love it. And then there's a game on there that's a ripoff of Wipeout, but you go even faster than Wipeout, and it's a complete ripoff of it. But it, flipping it was good. And I had my headphones on, and I think I might have been shouting quite a lot. You were shouting profusely. Yes. I was shouting and swearing because it. You're going 700 miles an hour, and that's on the on the basic level. That's like level one out of three levels. I think any more of that and you're going to need some wrist restraints. 700 miles an hour! Oh, it went half good. I'm tempted to play it while I'm talking to you idiots. Except you wouldn't know because he'd be going, oh, oh. No, I would turn the volume of the console off. But your I, volume? No, I would be able to, to monitor it so that I w- it would sound like the, my swearing would, <laughs> would be in check and it would sound like I was having a conversation with people. <laughs> I might do that tomorrow when we're arguing about God. Uh, so that's two nil to me, Craig. No, I'm saying get both things. Yeah. It's two nil. You lost both conversations. Well, they weren't lost. This yeah. is what I do when it works, and yeah. why you do when it doesn't. Yeah, no, no, like no. The first one was you wanted me to hack my lawnmower, and I destroyed you there. So the second like one, you thought. The second one, you thought you'd be really cool talking about wrist restraints, and you sounded like a knob. <laughs> two nil to me. Well, I, I was turned on. Craig, I think you, what you've discovered in this phone call is that he will not be told. 2-0, oh, Craig. That's typical, uh, typical male. <laughs> admit defeat. Admit defeat. I destroyed him there. Well, I destroyed him. I mean, him. he was only trying to help. No, no, it, it was pathetic. <laughs> Absolutely. 2-0. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Um, pick one or two. Hip, dip, do. <laughs> See, I know that as hip, dip, dog. Sh- oh, well, I know that one as hip, well. Hip, dip, dog. Sh- you are not it. Hip. Ip dip do cats got flu dogs got chicken pox and so have you. Oh, I don't know that one. And then if you didn't want to land on you, are not it. It, it is someone else. All I knew was <laughs> it dip sky blue. It is not you. Oh, what were the other ones? I could. Um... Ickle lockle chocolate bottle. Ickle lockle. Oh, out. your girls, girls ones. Your girls always had put a penny in the bottle. The thing you is, with the girls ones it. is you go. They be doing it. You go. Oh, I don't know what. I don't know what you. It's me. <laughs> how did it get? I don't know how it became me. Because um, then we, you can modify it. What was it? Um, <laughs> eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yeah. But we never used to say the M No, words. we didn't, know. I don't, that, I mean, the that, We said baby. Eeny, or meeny. monkey. But well, the boys say pirate. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger. Tiger, I think oh. it was. Catch a tiger by the toe, I think. Yes, yeah. not to be advised. Um, Ip, dip, dog. Um, Ip, dip, sky blue. Um, I think that was it. Those okay. are the main... Two. Okie dokie. Good evening, Jim! <laughs> Good evening, Ian. Um, just what you were saying then. Yes. Um, I remember when there was all that controversy about Jeremy Clarkson and they said, oh, he, he was saying a, a foul word. The N word, yes. Now, I remember the tiger. That's what I remember. Not the, the N word. No, I remember I've, the tiger. I've never heard it, but I imagine. I've never heard anyone say the N word. Catch an N word by his daughter. I've heard catch a tiger. I think that must be a really old variation. If I was Clarkson, I would have used the tiger defence until the end of the day. Well, oh, did you, you, did you see the clip? Because in the clip, you can hear him mumble it. 
Oh, yeah, it, you could, you could, but in defence of Clarkson, which is not something I do very often, but, but, but <laughs> I do think he's one of Britain's greatest talents, although I don't like the act. Um, in defence of him, he didn't think that was being filmed, did he? That was just a rehearsal, I no, think. I yeah, think some mischief yeah. was being made, but he'd been being a pain. He'd been being a pain. Don't wind up the production First stuff. rule of TV and radio, don't swear or be racist in front of a microphone or a camera. But then the second rule of, of, of TV production is what you say, um, that, you know, in between the takes is, is private. That stuff should be private. I know. That stuff should be private. But he... I agree. It was around that time when all the stuff coming about, out about how he was off camera came out and stuff, and I guess it, oh, there was like a bit of revenge in there, wasn't there? But I don't think... Yeah, never mind. He is one yeah. of the greatest talents this country has ever produced, though. I don't though. know where you get that from. Why? Why, where, why, why do you think that? I don't, I don't agree. Well, 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 you, you can't disagree. It's a fact. His, his books... His books, yeah. his books go in the, the top ten, um, be, the number yeah. one in books at the best-selling lists, okay? Um, I'm thinking that Byron. <laughs> top Gear, Top Gear was, was, was him. The other Byron two, was a bit of a, um, well, idiot as well, wasn't he? Top Gear, we're talking, we're not talking about Byron, we're talking about Clarkson. Hang on, we're talking about Clarkson, right? Top Gear, without him, flopped miserably. Top Gear was him. Right, and he found um, a, 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 an act and a voice and a tone and a language that millions of people love. And Clarkson is worth millions, absolutely yeah. millions. And I don't like the act, but people love him. People love him, and I think he's a genius. Mm. The the, the, the yeah. figures don't lie, Jim. You, you're right. You're right. And um, also, when you talked about having a strained hand from arcade games, yes. Um, I watched the documentary King of Kong. Have you seen this documentary? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic one. Uh, so I watched that and I thought, right, I'm going to buy uh, an old arcade machine. I'm yes. going to convert it into uh, a modern machine that runs all the games. Wow. And, uh, well, you mean you an old, but, do, you mean, do you mean an old cabinet? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I've Jim. got a, a cocktail cabinet. Oh, uh, Jim, you're my hero. I don't know. But, but uh, my idea was originally to... Con well, I have done it now. But I, originally it was to convert that into um, one that ran all the games. Yeah. And then um, I realised that it worked. When I got it home, I went, oh, shit. It, 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 yellow card, yellow card, yellow card. Sorry, okay, yellow, yellow card. card. Yeah, it works, it works. And it was Moonbase. Now, I don't know if you remember Moonbase. Remind me which one Moonbase was. It's a Nishibitsu game. Yeah. Um, and they did Mooncrester. I remember Mooncrester, Moon, yeah. Yeah, Mooncrester was the more famous one, and Moonbase was very similar to Mooncrester, very space in it. Like. And, and this was one of the cabinet, the, the, the cocktail ones, the, yeah, the like tabletop the ones. Yeah, yeah. How indeed. much did that cost you? I think it was £100. But it, was, it had a smashed glass, and it was, it was a mess. <laughs> but it worked. Um, and so I started playing the original game before I started converting it. Yeah. And this was a long, like, Ten years ago, or something like that, yeah. uh, and I started getting really good at it. And there was a moment when I was left alone in the house for about ten hours, and my wife at the time was out doing something else. And everyone was out, and I achieved this weird moment of zen. Yeah, I've never, I've never experienced anything like it where I, I could, ex I knew what was coming on the game, and uh, I, I submitted the score to Twin Galaxies. Wow. I filmed it. Yeah, and uh, I got uh, the. Something like the twelfth highest score that's ever been. Egg, we've got Moonbase. a champion. Now that's well, something to be proud of. Yeah, Moonbase is not a popular game. Hey, have you seen? <laughs> so um, with Donkey Kong, I wouldn't have been anything like in the. Have top you seen? Game. Have you seen the film Man vs. Snake? 
No, I've not seen that. Oh, it's oh, by yeah, the. No, it's, it's, it features a lot of the same people that are in King of Kong. Oh, is Billy, Billy Mitchell in it? With his Billy Mitchell is in it, and the Twin oh, Galaxies oh, guy. You learn more about the Twin Galaxies guy in it. But it's a guy oh, really? called um, Mc, Tim McVeigh. Yeah. Um, and he plays this game called Nibbler. And he plays it for, oh, I think, yeah. 40 hours straight. It is. It, that's, I think that's on Netflix. It's, it's online somewhere. Oh, I'll have to watch that. Man vs. Snake. It's a cracking film. If you like King of right. Kong, you'll like this. Well, I presumed it was something to do with the phone game. Snake. No, that's what it's I thought as well. Phone. No, it was, it was an obscure yeah. American game called Nibbler, which is sort right. of like right. Snake, but, but a little bit right. different. Oh, wonderful. It's always good chatting with you, isn't it? Um, let's not forget Radiant Silvergun. Uh, let's ne- let's never forget that, Jim, and let's never forget your embarrassing drunk phone call when well, you blabbered on yeah. about Radiant Silvergun and then sent me a, <laughs> a, a, a bubbling, babbling apology Ian, the next day. Every single time I speak to you, I say it. Jim, Bye, thank look. you very much indeed. There we go. That's what we like—a a, a geeky gamer after my own heart. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Late nights with Ian Lee. Jonathan will come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. What was um? What was Howard Hughes on about last night? He um, he was talking to a really interesting guy from the States, and um, it was it was all on the phone and not on Skype. And Howard, I like I love Howard's show, but he makes a real point of of um, keeps pointing out the technical issues with the show. Uh, we can't use the uh, digital. Um, services we would normally use to speak to our guests because our sister station is using them so we've got uh we're going to be using the phone and and they had this guy on from the states and there was like a little bit of a hum in the background but not a lot uh the hum you can hear in the background is the american uh, voltage system it's 60 hertz and it's causing no. uh, yeah, yeah yeah and it's causing a slight <laughs> and he kept mentioning it now as a listener i was listening to it on my phone in bed uh, as a listener i couldn't really hear it you but then you're listening out for it uh-huh. But when they point it out, then you when, start well, listening Yeah, out but for I him. couldn't really hear it. And then he said, well, we're going to have to, uh, after half an hour, we're going to have to cut this interview short because that, that hum is just is just too uh, too disturbing. I'm thinking, no, I can't hear it, Howard. And yeah, then but he you went have to got funny hearing, haven't you? Well, I have, but I can hear, I can hear hums. But then he went to a pre-rec and I was thinking, no, 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 keep this guy on. He's good. He was good. What was he talking about? Um, bumming aliens. I, I think. Again. I think so. Gosh. Um, yeah, just, yeah, he was aliens. Oh, there was a numerologist woman. Howard's an interesting character. Right. I, 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 my love for the Howard Hughes, The Unexplained Show, you know it knows no bounds. Okay, I just think he's, it's, it's the perfect it's Sunday night listen. When, when the other place is doing hatred, hatred, Muslims, hatred, Howard's talking to fruitcakes and lunatics. They welcome the aliens. Oh, man. Um, so he had a numerologist on, right? And the numerologist was getting people's numbers. And to get people's numbers, she needed the month, the date of birth, and the year, right? And then she'd add them all up and get your number. And it was always like, well, you're a three and you're a two, and two and threes are very compatible. (laughs) All this nonsense, right? Um, And Howard refused to give out his birthday on the air. He said, "No, you've you've got my uh, my numbers." And she she said, "Yeah, so you were on the sixth of June." He said, "Yeah, I don't I don't like um, to give I don't like to give the year out because um, people can use it as a weapon against you." What? What kind of weapon? I don't like to give the year out because people can use it 
as a weapon against you. Howard, I think you've been talking to these nutcases for too long, my friend. <laughs> You're getting paranoid. He's obviously older than he wants to let on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, which is fair enough, you know, but... I don't like to give out my birth year because people can use it as a weapon Although against we you. Have, we have known presenters who are younger than they wanted to let on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We worked with one. Who, who, who was, Two. Was, who was the other one? I know that... Um, well, I know... Yeah, that one. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Justin. Oh, Justin. <laughs> Happy neck. Hang on, what was he? He pretended to be older than he was. No, he's quite old. No, he's not. He's not as he was. Not. He's about my sister's age. Well, she's quite. I mean, you're old. I mean, yeah, we're older. But when back in the day, when he was in his early twenties, he didn't like people to know. Numerology. Out of all of them, um, is the one that is obviously the most made-up nonsense. Oh, feng shui as well, tidying up. No, well. But I do think if it's tidy, then you no, feel more relaxed. I quite... It's, it's, feng shui isn't about tidying it up. It is. No, it's not about it's tidying, tidying up. up. It's about where you... It's, Put your it, mirrors in your water. The, the thing about feng shui is, it's not... It, once the house is built, it's too late. It's to do with the design of the house. And it's just designing a house so that air can pass through it naturally. Don't make jokes. It's it's about air passing through it naturally. So it's it's where you have the stairs in relation to the door and where you have the internal doors and where the rooms are. So it, it actually kind of makes a sense. But then there's stuff about not putting a mirror in certain places because your energy will bounce out of the window and all that. Well... Cobblers. Well, is it cobblers, though? Can we get a feng shui expert on? Um, I'm uh, sure we can. Yeah, because I don't think it is cobblers. I th- think... Uh, you're just going by what you've read in the Daily Mail about it. Where'd you hear this thing How about the mirror? Where'd you hear this thing about mirrors? I've read about it. Where? I used to work in local radio. It comes up on the Daily. Yeah, exactly. So you'd have half-assed, lazy presenters who were reading crib sheets that that, that, that got their headlines from the Daily Mail. Feng Shui is... How do you spell it? F-E-N-G. Yeah, feng I've got that. S-H-U-I. Feng Shui. Um, it is, or maybe it's an E, I think it's an I. Um, Feng Shui. Shui McPhee, of course. Shui McPhee was the chef, where? Oh, no. Crossroads Hotel. Still trying to spell Shui. Um, there is a science to it. It's not, there is a certain amount of science. It's about spirits passing through and energy passing through, which basically means, does your house have good flow? Um, good vibrations. And, and it's not about, um... You oh you can't put you've got to have money by the table and it means you'll be wealthy. It's not that. That's all. That's all nonsense. That's mm. all rubbish. It's all about the, 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 if you're going to get if you're going to consult a feng shui expert, then they should be working in tandem with your architect. That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. Um, whereas numerology, it's your numbers. What you add up your date of birth and that's your number and you're a six and sixes are compatible with basically every number she said was compatible with every other number numbers are good and i was listening because people would phone in and, and get their number oh there was this bloke phoned in right and howard said so uh give us your date of birth give us your date of birth and he went right the 24th of the 12th and then howard then the woman said so what's your date of birth he went oh it's the 6th of july 1970 and she went okay why why did you say the 24th of the 12th he said oh that's my son's birthday i've got four more here for you (gasps) and they went well no 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 we'll do yours and then at the end 
Howard said, well, give us, give us your sons then. And he said, right, the, the 24th of the 12th, 1990. Yeah. So he's like a grown-up. So I think the thing is like a baby or something. He said, I've got four more here for you, Howard. He said, well, we haven't got time for that now. What's he going to do if he's not compatible with his kids? Check them <laughs> out. But it was just, it's just numbers. I mean, y- your life isn't governed but by numbers. all that stuff. If you have to ask someone to do some maths to work out whether your partner and you are compatible, it's probably not. She, and also, she was, I was listening intently, right? And imagining that every reading she was giving to me, and every reading would have fitted for me. Every reading would have fitted for me. You like to get things done well, and if you don't do things well, you mm. get frustrated. Yeah. And, um, you know, you sometimes you can lack self-confidence, but you're quite outgo. All of this, I was thinking, well, yeah. That's the, that's the way it works, Bullshine, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Bullshine, bullshine, Jonathan. Bullshine indeed, Ian. Oh, it's not the racist, Jonathan. It's the boring, Jonathan. We want racist, Jonathan, back. I can become racist, Jonathan. No, no, no. We don't want you to fake it. We want the real racist, Jonathan, to um, please stand up. Please stand up. I'm totally with you on numerology, though, as well. It's just the least sexy one as well. Like, numbers just aren't that interesting. Isn't that that TV show, Numbers, that detective one? What? You, oh yeah, that? no, I, I no, of course I didn't watch it because it sounds rubbish. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, I started watching right because I started it before and I didn't like it, and everyone, but everyone raves about it. Um, Better Call Saul. Oh, I love that. It's the, great. The Breaking Bad. Now, I love Bob Odenkirk, and I've always loved Bob Odenkirk ever since I saw him in Mr. Show years and years ago. And this has also got the brilliant Michael McKeon in, who was in Spinal Tap. Um, and is is just wonderful, and uh, it's a slow burner, and I, I I'm I'm kind of eighty percent sold on it, but it is um, I, I I do wonder what the point of it is. I don't think there's any point to it. But you've uh, seen Breaking Bad, right? So you know the characters. Have I seen Breaking Bad? What's that? <laughs> you've seen it. No, seriously, what is that? I don't know what that is. Is that an, is that another American series? It's uh, it's on Netflix. It's, it's where um, Better Call Saul came from. You know what it is. No, I don't know what it is. What was it called? Door. Breaking Dad. Breaking Dad. Let me write this down. It's, what is um, it about? Um, it's a school teacher who finds out he's got. You know what it is. Do I need it's to have seen Breaking Bad to understand Better Call Saul? Please say no. Otherwise, I don't want to have to watch the research. Well, this I watched Better Call Saul first, and then I went to Breaking Bad. Okay. I was, Pretty okay. confused, but okay. um, but if I do if I do Better Call Saul first, then I can I can just go to Breaking Bad. Yeah, you okay. can you can gear shift. It's a very different kind of show. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's a slow burner. You're right, and there isn't much point to it, but it's really enjoyable. Well, that's great. Uh, what, what have you called in for, non-racist Jonathan? Well, I'm going on holiday on Thursday, and you want to look after the cat. Well, I want to keep up with all the shows, and I, I was thinking, with the power invested in me as uh, the best Jonathan current... Well, uh, well, self-proclaimed. I was wondering... Yes, the, the, the self-proclaimed best Jonathan. I will definitely say you are the current Jonathan, but you are, um, you are my third favourite Jonathan. Let's just say your coat is on a very rusty nail. Yeah. And is that well, a euphemism? It's still on that. For a, on a, a willy that's... Is it? No. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I was just wondering if you could pause the show for like a week. Not a problem, buddy. Anything. Not a problem. When are you going away? Uh, Thursday. Yeah, okay. And when do you get back? Um, the Friday, the following Friday. Absolutely, right? absolutely not a problem at all, Where do you live again and where do you keep your valuables? Um, in the cupboard. Okay. He lives in a cupboard. Excellent. Oh. Jonathan, not a problem, mate. We're happy to do that. If anyone else is um, planning a break, 
let us know and we will pause the show. Um, 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and after On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Interesting. The, the trail for your show, which I now believe exists, I didn't. So it's a joke. Oh, it exists, all right. They use. Um, can you get rid of that music? Quick, thank you. They use um, the, the George Harrison song from the White House. Savoy Truffle by George Harrison. Oh, I heard Buffalo Stunts. Oh, well, there you go. Um, Jessica! What did you hear? Was it Savoy Truffle or Buffalo Stance? Oh, do you know what? Honestly, I wasn't listening, yeah. but... This is the problem. Nor was I, actually, Jessica, and n- neither is anyone uh, in the country. <laughs> no, I was listening earlier, and when you were talking about the numerology thing, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think it's nonsense. But, but. It, it reminded <laughs> me of this thing, yeah? Um, and honestly, it's bad. I accept that it's bad. Yes. But when I was a student... Um, I read tarot cards over the phone, and honestly, I just used to make it up. Oh, what, like an 0898 number? Yeah, of course. Oh. It was amazing. It was like, I was a student, it was a great job, I just did it from home. For the first few weeks, you, like, used the cards and followed the script, but then I did it for about <laughs> three months. I just used to make it up. If they sounded <laughs> upset, I was nice. If they were stupid, I was like, oh, you want to watch it? I've got a death card here for you. <laughs> It's like doing this job. Pardon? It's like doing this job. Well, it was, you know, because sometimes those people, I mean, on a serious note, sometimes those people, they're using it as a... As, as, a, as an outlet for yeah. some sort of pent-up emotion. And um, I was nice to people, you know, but sometimes if they were just boring, I was like, oh, you want to be careful, you know. Did, what did they... Did they f- someone in purple. Did they phone up and, and ask you, like, specific questions? Yes. What kind of stuff did they ask you? Well, all kinds of things. I mean, you had a script, like I said, but I didn't really stick with that very much. Um, but they would say things like, oh, um, I need to know when I'm going to meet the man of my dreams and when I'm going to get married. And I just used to sort of, like, say, right, well, um, how old are you? Um, well, have you got anybody that you've been going out with recently that you like a lot? <laughs> They'll do. And they'd be like, <laughs> and they're like, after about five minutes, because obviously the longer they stayed on the line, the more money I made. Yeah. Um, uh, after about ten minutes, I used to say, right, well, there's someone on the horizon, I can see it. I've just pulled the card of, of open gate with a, with a nymph going through it, and mm. it means that everything's going to be brilliant. And, you know, um, it was an awful thing, really, because you're, you're fooling people, but people believe whatever they want to believe, you know, if you yeah. tell them the right thing and at the right time. Do you believe in the tarot? Of course not. No, no well, good, I, I was worried for a second. I, 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 I'm aware you're quite sensible. But, and you know, it, it, there is there will be as much accuracy in what you said as exactly. if you had been drawing the cards. I was probably better than the tarot, yeah. because... Like, I literally, really, in the end, I was like some sort of social worker, you know? Um, and like I say, towards the end, I didn't even bother, like, even pretending to kind of, you know... And did you do it in kind of like a... Um, did you, like, put on a mystical kind no, of voice? Not really at all, no. I was just <laughs> like, hello, how can I help you today? And um, how much did you get for, get for that? I've, I'm always intrigued you know by people who work um, on these numbers. You know something? It, it was all right. I used to sort of probably do about... I don't know, maybe about seven or eight hours a week. It was crazy. Um, but I probably had about 100 and... 
90 quid, I think I used to get. Hey, that's all right, isn't it? It was all right. You know, this was a while ago. It yeah. was fine. And like I said, I did it from home. They gave you a script. They told you how to do it. You just sort of did it like that for a bit. And then you just started, like, chilling out and just, like, you know, and pretending. But mm. um, people, be- like I said, people believe what they want to believe. And for some people, it's really comforting. And I'm not sort of making fun of that. But equally, I am saying that I could just... You know, I could tell you whatever you wanted me to tell you, basically. I, um, I used to b- buy into all that stuff. I used to read tarot cards. Imagine, I used to read tarot cards, and I would do I it at school. I don't understand and... it. Huh? I don't understand the makeup of a person that, that actually believes in that, personally. But no, it's stupid. I, I, know, I, don't know what I, was, I don't know what I was thinking. It's well, obviously <laughs> complete and utter bullshine. But when <laughs> I was younger, I bought into it. I thought I believed in like, some kind of um, mysticism and all of this nonsense. Well, I mean, I think, like I say, for people that get some comfort from it, then that's fine. But all I'm saying is that I made a fortune from it. It was <laughs> fairly easy, to be honest. And, and yeah, I was, I was pretty good at it, and I knew nothing about tarot. Jessica, if ever we need a tarot expert, we'll get you on. <laughs> get me on. I'll be good. Nice one. Thank you very much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Katie. Yes, you've been on, Katie! I have, Ian. Quite frankly, I'm very disappointed in you. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I'm watching on Periscope, and you're putting pressure on your, your arm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we may have found the problem, Katie. Oh, well, I'm yeah. putting pressure on it. I yeah. have my arms crossed in front of me, and that, see, that hurts when I do that. And mm, so, you know, it's a nil thing, isn't it? You know, well, what am I supposed to do? So, sit, like, sit like which, this. Which arm is hurting again? My, this one, my left. Right. It's his left arm, and he's putting pressure on it. I'm a bit bored tonight, sorry, I've been watching Periscope, so... Uh, I've been in, Katie! You phoned up to slag off my posture, and now you're slagging off my show, so it's a bit boring tonight! I'm not slagging off your posture or your show. Just stop putting pressure on your arm. You may moan about it and this. say, oh, oh, God, what can I do? It's like a man having cold, isn't it? I'll do something about now? it. <laughs> you watching Periscope? Uh, I can't, well, because it's like a couple That's of minutes in front, so well, I can't. What, see what we do. You hang up, and I'm just going to put some, I'm just putting some pressure on my elbow now for Katie. I mean, Katie, this again. pressure is for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to buy into, um... I used to do a quote-unquote comedy character oh, God. called Aurora Borealis. Oh, jeez. Who used to read, um horoscopes oh, gosh. and they were really specific ones like really specific ones and it was all a bit of fun and it was just a bit of filler just for this show it was a filler for this show and not, it would not be a, this show no for this show i used to work on yeah i would never i would can i just say i would never get fake characters on to, to no ridiculous to fill my show we had quite a lot of them but um then this guy started ringing up yeah and we worked out that he, he actually thought she oh. was real I and mean, it was ridiculous she was horrible you've seen um Clinton Baptiste, the, thing, like, the, the character, <laughs> yes. what's his name, is an actor, um, Alex Lowe, that's the guy's name. No, he's not. It's... I'm getting one word, nonce. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great, I don't think, I, I think that's the only bit of Phoenix Nights I've seen. I don't oh, think I've seen Phoenix Nights. Did you not see the, <laughs> did you, oh, it's quite funny. Is you it, should watch is it. it as funny as um, Early Doors? It's, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be brave. Yeah. I think early doors is a. I think early doors is a bit drier. Oh, I love early doors. Made me laugh a lot. I thought Phoenix Nights was was good. What about the royal family? I never watched that. Loved that. Was it good? But you know, 
but hang on a minute. Let me just uh, hang on a minute. You yeah. know they've also Katie, lived Katie, what? Katie, what? <laughs> have you have you seen me resting on my arm, putting pressure on it? I have. What was the old finger for? I'm trying to help you out here. There was no. There was. I was just resting my arm. All right. Well, <laughs> all I'm saying is, just don't do that because it'll be worse for you. That's all I'm saying. So there's no need for the fingers up. No. I was no. I You're was just being rude for rudeness' no, sake. No, I was not being rude. That was just that was me in a relaxed position. I mean, that's the position. Is okay. What is being rude though? Is sticking your finger up at me? I'm not yeah. sticking my finger up at you. He it's says just, that's how his hand naturally no, falls. It's just it's in a relaxed because of the disability I've got because I've got tennis <laughs> elbow. That's just how the finger lies. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, it's okay. okay. Okay, well, you know what? Take care of yourself, sweetheart. <laughs> I <laughs> oh. really like your program. Oh. Very, oh, 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 very got, rude. Got a, little, got a little bit tense there, hasn't it? <laughs> your finger was the tense thing. You love it. The uh, let Paul, Paul, you've had double. You can't have double bubble. Well, Katie's had triple, so. Katie was genuinely offended there by me. <laughs> what um, a surprise! Raising a finger at her. Well, well, these things happen. Uh, yes, Paul. Okay, I'm allowed double, am I? Double bubble. Oh, every oh, time. Jesus. Okay, right. You said you used to do tarot cards, yeah? Yes, Paul. <laughs> Did you used to do the Ouija board as well? Yes, Paul. Right. You know what the Ouija board is? When you used to get in touch with someone that might have come from, might be a ghost from Victorian England. <laughs> <laughs> That's an early form of text message, isn't it? Thanks very much for calling. He's not wrong, That's, is he? Um, well, <laughs> except he is. What I love about Paul. Yes. Is the rhetorical questions always, always. Yeah. You like the Ouija board, yeah? Yeah. You're from Slough, yeah? Yeah. All that, yeah? Katie, I'm sorry if you were offended by my childish He was only joking. I was only joking, Katie. Come on, I appreciate appreciate uh, your advice, and I realise that some people may not find the middle finger. And you're still leaning on your elbow. Well, no, but I'm not actually. I'm lifting it up a little bit, and I'm. I'm, uh, Because I've got got to. This is how I create intimacy. But, Katie, I I love you, and I apologise from the bottom of my finger. Can you say it? Less sarcastic. No, but I do. I am. Um, so, I think we um, proved that um, England is a fallacy, patriotism is a myth, and that we are all souls just wobbling around uh, a giant piece of rock in the universe. So, that's almost a conclusion. That's that sorted. That's that sorted. Tomorrow, we're going to prove the existence of God, as in um, the Jesus Christ God. Oh, Specific God. Yeah, specifically, um, specifically the, the white. Bearded man. The white God. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to get involved with the brown gods because there's so many of them. Um, and some of those people that praise some of the brown gods, they oh, can get a little bit jumpy. Are you sure you want to do this tomorrow? They can get a little bit jumpy, a little bit agitated, a little bit, you know. Don't want to say it. Don't then. Well, I'm going to say it. Don't. A little bit. No. Their arguments can get a little bit explosive, shall we say. So, um, I'm going to stay, stay well clear from that. Don't want to get involved in that. Um, we'll just talk, we'll just do the Christian God tomorrow. And I will prove beyond reasonable doubt that God exists, um, that he sent his son Jesus Christ to save us from our sins, and um, that we should all invite him into our hearts for eternal salvation. That's tomorrow's show. What could possibly, what could possibly go wrong with that? Um, I've got the kids tomorrow, so no doubt we shall be. Th- is it nice weather tomorrow? I think it is. Mm. I think it is. We'll be in the garden probably. Um, we've got a great game called um, rugby. It. We've got a rugby ball. I don't know where they got it from. And what they do is they, I'm it, 
and they run down the garden. I've got to lob the rugby ball and hit them in the back of the, in the back. Is this their game or your game? No, they like it. They like it. It's, it's not much air in it. So it doesn't, it, it doesn't hurt that much. It, they've not yet been sent flying. Mm-hmm. Um, but they it. know to run fast. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they like it. They, they enjoy it. And also it means I don't have to run around. I can just Sounds... stand pretty stationary and it's like, give that sunshine. <laughs> Good. You're it. Family fun. So uh, we'll be doing that. Take the dog for a walk and then that'll be it, really. I'm getting my hair did tomorrow. You were? Mm, hair yeah, did? Yeah, 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 yeah. Getting my hair did. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, getting the greys erased. Erase <laughs> the greys, please. Contender <laughs> ready. Erase the greys, What was please. it you did to Katie? She was genuinely offended yeah. by that. And then she said she never liked my show. That was that was. She used un- to like your show. She that said. was unnecessary. Mm. That was unnecessary. But fair, fair play, I deserved it. Uh, that's it, guys. That's your lot. Don't forget there'll be podcasts up tomorrow evening, round about seven. Voice of the Beehive will be joining us on the line. Um, if you've got any tips of where we can go in New York, then email Ian at ianlee.com. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Catherine. We'll be back tonight at ten. Until then, ta-ta. Talk Radio. We've got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk Radio.